What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Spawncast episode. Is it 103, Evan? No, nah, it should be 104. 104. Episode 104. I uh, got a couple people to talk to, uh, talk uh, about a few things tonight. We also have Nate, who's driving home from PAX East, I believe, right now. So he's going to be joining us midway through um, when he becomes available. And then Sean is uh, actually uh, attending a few family things, and he'll be in hopefully midway through as well. So uh, we'll have a couple people just kind of popping in as we go here. But I wanted to get Nate's take on a few things from PAX East because he actually got to play a few games. Like uh, he played Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch, so he can give us uh, some uh, firsthand impressions of the game because they weren't allowed to record any off-screen footage of it. So, um, you know, take take from that what you will. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk to him a bit about that when he, when he pops in. But uh, right now we have uh, Dreamcast guy Max. How's it going? Really, really good, man. It's been a, a fun week for gaming and a great week for Borderlands fans. Yes, Borderlands fans were uh, very happy about the magic trick. <laughs> oh god, that, yeah, that was the the best part of that presentation. Oh gosh, that was that was very weird. But yes, it, the the final announcement was cool. Uh, yeah. Otto, do you, that that lady they pulled up on stage and like put it off to the side. Apparently, she's like a super super famous streamer, so it's real funny that they just put her on a chair way off stage. So, oh, so that's bad. funny. <laughs> Jeez. And then uh, Evan is here with us. What's going on, Evan? Uh, not much. Got back from a one day convention. For... Oh, was that was that for art and everything? Yeah, selling stuff. It was really cool. Oh, cool. How did that go? Really well, actually, today. So, oh, that's, that's good to hear. A good turnout from people and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice, nice. What did you have? Like, did you have like prints or sketches or? Tons of stuff, all of it. I did. You didn't see it on Twitter, John. I did not. I did not see it on Twitter. I was. I saw it. it were you taking? Good. Oh, were you taking pictures of it, Evan? I'll oh, check yeah. that out. I'll check that one out. Cool. That's cool, man. That's cool. And then we got OJ, of course. OJ's going on. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Borderlands Three, but it was a little upsetting because there wasn't um, a battle royale. It wasn't a battle royale, so I'm actually a little upset. <laughs> I'm going to make a video on it pretty soon here. So yeah, um, battle royale. <laughs> yeah, that I, there's there's talk that that's why all the gaming websites are hating on it because right now it's very, just very, like, oh. <laughs> we also don't like Randy Pitchford too. I mean, I think that's also another factor in there. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm angry. I want a battle royale. I want another battle royale. <laughs> Maybe maybe they're mad because it looks like it might be hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, guys, th I'm joking with that. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, uh, fun stuff there, though. We have a, a bunch of stuff to get into uh, here tonight. I wanted to hold off on some of it for when Nate and definitely Sean join in, but we'll probably have to go through some of it anyway before they get in here because I know Nate had a lot to say about the uh, the Switch Pro Mini stuff as well um as he's been also talking to his people behind the scenes about it so uh should be interesting to hear what he has to say about that as well so uh let's go through what we've all been playing what's what's everyone up to i'm actually uh oh evan did you finish sekiro yet not quite i'm trying to go back through the side bosses before going past where i am i am on the final boss right now technically because of i know most of the endings the fight i'm at right now could be could have become two yeah. rather simple fights which would have been an ending and knowing knowing the amount of time that i've put into it that someone we know could have had a thousand dollars and just oh no <laughs> oh here's uh andy ackerman with the 25 in the super chat thanks andy said sorry missed last week meant to give props to wood's successful live stream yes wood uh raised what was it over forty thousand dollars forty two yeah forty two thousand it's very impressive, very cool to see. Um, yes, the last, he he was streamed for a while too. I think he streamed for like twelve or thirteen hours or something crazy. So yeah. he, it was one very long live stream, but it was really cool to see it. Uh, it, was, it was great to see Wood do that. 
Um, but thanks, Andy. Thanks. And uh, yes, props to Woods, definitely, uh, for, for his successful live stream and the amount of money they raised for charity. It was very cool. Um, very cool. So I am on the final boss, Evan, and it is a difficult boss. What did you do the special boss that you have to kind of find a kite for? Like there's weird. I didn't do that yet. Ones. I'm trying to oh, just okay. finish the game and then I'll do other stuff. But yeah. I just want to say I finished Sekiro. Like Sekiro's yeah. done, you know, because I got an ending. Uh, but the ball, I don't want to ruin it for people, but the boss I'm on now is a four stage fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it, he's, he's I, tough. <laughs> I like all the, the hidden bosses without a spoiler. So I like a lot of that stuff. I like the fact that there's just so much, like there's so many layers to Sekiro. I have not done new game plus yet. I've heard some people saying that they, they did new game plus and you could just blow through it. Like once mm. you have all the health upgrades and attack upgrades, those early bosses are dead in like 35 seconds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to work through that a bit more this week. I think, yeah, because I had I had some other stuff I had to play and, and check out. And to be honest, when I play Sekiro, it, it gets you really aggravated. So it's not it's not the best game to play like late at night for you to go to sleep or anything. Like, it gets kind of worked up. But uh, I'll, I'll work through that a bit more this week. This boss is going to be uh, one of those bosses that's like a four or five hour go and die, go and die until you finally figure out all the phases and you put one really good run together and, and win. So it's, it's usually yeah. how it ends up. You take a nice nap, you know, wake up and yeah. finish it. It's great. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, which, which part are you on now then, Evan? I'm, I just, uh, I mean, it's all kind of spoilery anyway. I what, guess. Well, which, what was the last boss you fought? We'll do that. I mean, what even that's a spoiler. It, it, <laughs> it's owl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. time, specifically. The first time. Yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's. Yeah, he was a cool fight. It was. He's, a cool fight. he's interesting. Yeah. He was definitely really fun. It was pretty, did we lose OJ? It's possible. Yeah. Did he drop out? We lose him. Um, he should have the links. He should be able to jump back in. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> I like. I like the alpha. Once you get the hang of it, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, it's designed to feel like a almost a real fight, like someone actually trying to counterplay you. So it's like nice. It's nice to actually go through. Yeah. So I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm gonna uh, hopefully, like I said, finish the cure this week. You probably will as well, Evan. At this rate, where you, you are, are now, there's likely. there's some there's some bosses that was still in front of you that are gonna annoy you. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of the side ones though, because I I kind of did the game out of order, so yeah. I technically got to a certain place before it got populated with bosses. So I already mm. cleared that before any of that stuff happened. So I got to go back because I actually want to go through them. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I guess I'm just trying to finish this thing. <laughs> just trying to finish it. Uh, so and I, I'm like, I, it got me ready for Yoshi, man. Yoshi's tough. That's it's got to be, man. Yoshi, <laughs> I hear it's just the most ridiculous game ever. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. I just started that up literally just now. But uh, the word is on that. That's kind of easy. So, um, <laughs> I, I want to actually answer this question uh -huh. right now uh, because somebody asked a really great question, and I, I feel like I'm very, uh, very skilled at, or ready to answer this one, which is. How is Final Fantasy VII on Switch compared to the version on the PlayStation Classic? So the biggest thing is oh, the PlayStation uh, that's a, Classic. That's the one from Mecha, Mecha Dragon yeah. 101. Yeah, sorry, Mecha Dragon 101. Mm -hmm. The big difference is the PlayStation Classic version is trying to simulate the original 480 experience. It's trying to look like an old disc on a big screen, and it does that well. If you get it on Switch, the big thing that's great is that it's got upscaled textures. It's got cheat codes, so you can play at triple speed and stuff. Personally, I will say the Switch version of Final Fantasy VII is my favorite version of Final Fantasy VII now. By far, I beat it this week. My God, do I love it. It is so clean on freaking Switch. I love it. 
Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I, I played it a bit this week as well. And it looks it looks good. I played it on Steam as well, and I liked it there. Uh, this is basically that just on the mm -hmm. Switch. So it's. I mean, if you never played Final Fantasy VII, I think it's a good way to jump in and play it. Uh, it looks good portably. It's fine on your TV, uh, and it has. It's really funny. It has like the cheat buttons where you can hit click in the right stick, and all of a sudden you're super powerful, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. Well, and it it seems to barely drain your battery life. That's kind of what surprised me the most, is it actually seems to drain the speed probably 25% slower than Final Fantasy IX did for some reason. So I, I beat a huge chunk of the game with one full charge. I think it's, yeah, I think it's worth picking up for the money. Um, even even though it's a few dollars more, I think, than the Steam version and the PlayStation version, I, I think it's completely worth it. Yeah, I think it's three bucks, three bucks more than uh, on PlayStation. Totally worth it. Yeah, so that's, that's a good pickup. It, 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 it's really crazy to see that too on a, on a Nintendo platform now. It's really, really weird. See if I'm a seven there. Yeah. <laughs> so, eh. um, did we, uh, did we still have OJ here? I, I don't know. Can you guys uh, hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Can yeah. Hear you. You, have, you have some technical dif difficulties over there? Yeah. I don't know what the hell's happening. I might go offline for a bit so I can fix it because it's, it's, it's sounding all hella weird. So I'm sorry about that, John. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. You can restart if you need to. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. You guys continue on with the podcast. Don't worry about me, dude. I don't know what the hell I'm going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, and then uh what else is it just been secure for you evan you're playing anything else i think it's yeah it's about it, about it. Okay. I, I mean it's mostly been convention prep which was crazy because about three or four days i didn't play Sekiro, and then i was like i'm gonna go back to it and the i was fighting a boss that i mean you already fight prior and i completely forgot everything so i he kicked my ass for like five rounds before i was like oh yeah oh yeah this is how you beat him nice nice um and uh oh we played I played the the Mega SG the Genesis thing. You played it. You have one too, Max. Yes, I do. Wow, it is impressive. Did you test the uh the Sega CD? Mm, I don't have a Sega CD that works it, to test it on. It works. So I have two Sega CDs. I have the European version and the American version. Uh it comes with this little like tiny piece of rubber mm -hmm. and you yep. have to put it under your console. Uh but whoa, it's weird. It works super well. I can't explain why. It seems like uh it seems like it's having a little bit of trouble with the layered audio. So if there's supposed to be like multiple layers of like uh, sound effects under music tracks and stuff like that, it has a little bit of trouble with that. But the visuals are super clean. It is. It's really clean. Like I was looking at it even on like a 4K monitor or blown up on like a 65 inch screen. It still looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm really liking that uh, for what it is. It's amazing that it's in 2019. It's not Sega releasing the best Sega Genesis system. It's it's yeah. analog. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that 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 uh, Mega Drive Mini looks crazy cool. Yes, they. That's another thing we got, we had to get into because uh, that looks like Sega actually understanding what their fans want with the system. So I am yeah. happy. It, you can tell a little bit there when you look at it bit of a night and day difference between when they had at games and when it's just Sega doing it. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. Uh, really is cool. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a part of that. Uh, so I'm, I'm hearing, uh, I saw some cryptic tweets. It sounds like they might be bringing in some unreleased or some never translated, uh, Sega Genesis games. Cause I've seen some translators on Twitter talking about the fact that they're working on the mega or on the, the mega drive mini. So who knows? You know, it'd be cool is if they got some region specific stuff that was locked to the Sega channel. Mm -hmm. Um, like there yeah. are some games like pulse man and, uh, what is it? Alien. What game is that? There, there's Pulse Man. 
what's the other game? Postman uh, Wily Wars, Mega Man, Mega Man Wily Wars, the other one. That'd be amazing what? if they get them in yeah, Capcom to bring that. Yeah, Wily Wars is one of the ones I mentioned specifically in my video. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a couple that are that were locked to the or to the um to there. I think you get it in Europe though, maybe. But I do know that was a game I played on the Sega Channel. I never could find it ever again, and it turns out it was stuck to that. So that would be cool if they could get that going. And they have M2 doing it. M2 is doing the emulation, and they have done some ridiculous I, work with Sega Ages on the Switch. They're good. Okay, I've never, I've never heard of M2 before this at all. Yeah, dude, they're good. They're the ones like if you um, have you played any of the Sega Ages games on the Switch yet? Like just any of them? Like did you pick up like any of the Sonics? I, I did Fantasy Star, uh, the Fantasy Star, and I see people in chat talking about Fantasy Star. Yeah, we need more Fantasy Star games. Um, and I did, I think I did Sonic Two. If you and get Vulcan Sonic, ran fine. yeah, if you get Sonic, the first Sonic game that they put out there, they drop, they added like the the drop dash, uh, I believe it was called. They mm. added uh, online replay system so you can watch people's runs, leaderboards. Mm. They did all that, and it runs perfectly on the Switch, oh, and it's all, all done by M Two. And they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to emulation. So everything that should be on here is probably going to blow any of the at game stuff out of the water. Like any of no it. Joke. Well, while you talk, I have my switch right here. I'm actually going to install that. That sounds crazy good. One second here. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely want to grab that if you have it. I know it's uh, I, I think it was like what? What was Sonic like six or seven dollars? Someone in the chat can probably let me know. But I think it was like six or seven dollars or something for Sonic. Uh, the first one. And they did a lot of work to it. It looks really good. So M2 is going to roll in there and uh, they're going to do some some work. I'll tell you that. And then we had uh, we had an announcement from speaking of M2 where I think it's Shin Shinobi is one of the really cool ones coming to Sega Ages now that they announced the Sega Fest. So, yeah, see, Modern Vintage Gamer knows that M2 is uh, the best team, uh, probably the best team or dev team when it comes to emulation. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, dude, I, I trust him a million percent. Hell yeah. I really want to see them, like I said, take a shot at a Dreamcast game or something just to see what they can do with that. Um, yeah, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if they've been secretly working on that for a year and a half? That's what we're hoping is that Sega Ages brings in a Dreamcast or a Saturn game and really see M2 take a shot at something like that because I think they could do it. Like for what they've done with the Switch so far, I think they could get a Dreamcast game running well with online functionality like we have with like Sonic um so that would be amazing uh they put out a whole list and i'll have to uh i'll have to double check they put out a list for sega ages for the stuff at sega fest but that was like early or that was like 3 a.m this morning or something like crazy they, so it, it's still up but i think it's still in japanese let me mm -hmm. hear what while you're talking let me look though because yeah that that stuff like sega ages fest yeah there because it looks like they're rolling out another like eight or ten pretty soon yep yep so that'll be uh that'll be that'll be interesting to to get a bit more information about that. Um, I did more dark siders on the switch. That'll have a video for that tomorrow. I played Xenon racer, which is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible on the switch. Yeah. Apparently it's better on like a powerful PC, for example, but the port's bad. The port's bad. And they showed like PlayStation four footage on the, on the shop channel or shop page. So it's not good. I love seeing the immediate reactions to your tweet about it being like, there's a patch coming. Don't worry. It's like, we've seen this before. Yeah, percent seen this before. I think like three or four patches hit WW2K18. <laughs> oh, right. Switch. And yeah. uh, M MVG said it doesn't even work when you try to brute force it with full overclocking. So, it's, yeah, um, that's I'm a, I'm a little bit worried that people who did the WWE2K18 are the people who are working on the port of uh, Borderlands Game of the Year edition. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's Blind Squirrel. Yeah, I think they've done other work that was pretty decent outside of that 
I feel like they were in a really bad spot for 2K18, to be honest. Uh, because remember, the game wasn't even like, didn't even have a release date and somehow it leaked from like retailers. Retailers had that game apparently like in their possession for like a month or something crazy. Um, they just had it, which is so weird. So I, I don't I don't really know what happened there. Uh, it seemed like a rush thing that they just had to put out. Um, but maybe, I don't know if the studio just stopped getting funding for it and they just had to be done with it. Who knows? Um, so... Uh, anything, anything else you guys play this week at all outside of Sekiro messing us all up? And, uh, uh, let me, let me think. I, I've been tinkering with stuff. Uh, let me, let me look at my own videos to see what I had to record footage for. I, I um, mean, yeah, I took another crack at wind jammers. I mean, I'm getting hyped for two. That's about it for me. Yeah. The game looks oh, good I, for two. Game looks yeah. good for two. I beat the last DLC we're ever going to get for final fantasy 15. And, uh, I wasn't pleased with it. Why? What was wrong with it? Um, it's weird. It's in an area we always wanted to go to, but it seems like a cliffhanger. It, it seems like they built this huge piece of a map mm. that has all this extra lore, and you get to play as the bad guy of Final Fantasy XV Arden, and you get to play through this like whole extra area, and there's this whole new fighting style, and there's all these new enemies, and it hints it so much, and then it just stops. You can tell that that was supposed to be the beginning of a four-part chapter. Okay. 100%. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a shame. Let's. Uh, oh, OJ's back with us now. Yeah, I was just setting up Google Stadia, guys. I'm good. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. Nice, nice. Uh, we, were, we were finishing up with uh, the game. Was there any games you're you're playing this week? Um, no, to be honest, man, I've just been watching a ton of the Mortal Kombat uh, beta. I've uh, been mm. watching you guys' thoughts on um, Power Rangers and stuff like that. The game, um, cool. and I played. Cool. I played Smash Brothers. We played Smash today, but I, I've been. I've just been playing Smash really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. I did play Power Rangers. Thanks for reminding me. And I have to say, it is actually really good. Good enough um, that you forgot that you played it. And yeah. Well, there's there were some uh, some flashes of rage from Sekiro thrown in there, and that that you know. Has kind of yeah. taken over, but uh, Power Rangers. That's the thing. Sean here would have reminded me for that one because he really liked it too. I think mm -hmm. there are some issues with it where they have, of course, a season pass day one and all this stuff. But um, the game itself is from coming from a developer that mostly made mobile games. Surprisingly good. I have to give them credit. It's kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom mixed with Power Rangers. Yeah, it looked good when I first saw. It. Everyone was saying it's going to be trash. Um, but it looked good. I was been watching watching some gameplay, watching you guys' videos on that. I'm gonna check it out at some point. Um, but yeah, just playing Smash. Just I'm getting ready because it seems like you know Joker's coming pretty soon. So yeah, maybe Joker's coming. Joker should be here in less than a month. Yeah, maybe even less than that. Yeah, so yeah. should be should be coming. Um, mm -hmm. any any second now. Okay. Any, any second. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never you'll never see it coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Evan, do you have a do you have a Discord question for us about uh, April? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Here we are. You think we are getting a Nintendo Direct in April, and when will we get our next PlayStation Direct? That's from Dave Gaming or Dave Gaming. There's a little ampersand. Hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if we had a Direct in April, to be honest. Uh, cause I think people are putting together, obviously the idea of Joker getting some kind of announcement and like trailer and everything for him. And yeah. they would throw that in a direct, uh, uh hmm. I, I've, uh, 
I've seen some rumors going around, and I don't I don't know how true these are, but I like the sound of it. But I've heard uh, we could be getting a direct in the next two weeks uh, that'll be talking about the Smash DLC, and part of it'll sort of be a send-off to Reggie. Now, it's just a speculative rumor, but I, I do like the idea of him getting to do, like, a goodbye and talk about it. Like, it, it would be cheesy, but the fans who tune into directs are so hardcore, I think they'd appreciate that. And then, uh, and then release oh. Mother 3. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, dude. We were talking about that on um on my uh, PE live. We were saying like, "Yo, Reggie should just like come out and be like, you know, he's grabbing his stuff, he's walking out of the building, and then he's just like, one more thing, like here's Mother, and he just, or yeah. he just one more thing, just snaps his fingers like the switch, and then bam, Mother Three. That would be the I, ultimate. They better not do that. That's my next T-shirt design. It's just John with a sign that says Mother Three. You coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a, I, I want to say it was Nate said it, Nate said it, like, like painted the picture of like you, him walking out of the building and there's a giant, like, do not press this releases mother three and at the end, Reggie's like, screw it. And presses his hand and walks out. And then just launches the trailer and it's like available now or something. Yeah. 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 Just and and the eShop, the eShop would crash immediately. <laughs> that would be, that would be cool. I, I would like to see him do it. Cause I mean, he has to, for how much he's asked. Yeah. I feel like he should at least recognize mother three in some way on the way out, whether it's a joke, if they're not going to release it or something. Cause that, that was asked every time he talked to press, I think almost right. Like that yeah. was a thing that was, it was constantly asked. He's, um, he's going to pretend to get a phone call. He goes, hold, hold on. It's my mother. We have dinner at three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of that though. If, if they, if they go through with that, um, I, I, I've thought, I've thought about that, uh, with a direct in April. And I mean, not only that, the do Joker with, have we seen any gameplay at all? OJ for Joker, like any kind no, of like, we've game. seen a shadowy in-game model. Okay. okay. That's the, <laughs> it's like, it's the, the, the background's dark. And it was back when they had the, the last direct, when they teased update 3.0, they showed Joker's model. So the model is, it's like I was saying before it, he's, He's ready to go. They're just they're just kind of waiting for the right time or waiting for April, I guess. So um, that'd be interesting so yeah. if they did a. I think they'd be okay with that. I'm just trying to think of what else they would put in there outside of uh, a re possible Reggie send off. Maybe the announcement for the next DLC character. Although they might want to announce the next DLC character after Joker is actually out and purchasable and everything. Um, although they're probably trying to push the fighter pass anyway. So I, I think. I think they would announce Joker and then announce that they could announce the next character right there. Then say, yeah. hey, he's, he's, I mean, they could do that. They're still, it's so crazy because we've already got Piranha Plant and then we got Joker, but there's still four more characters after, after Joker. So there's still quite a number of characters, you know, left for them to announce. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. yeah, that would be, I'd be, I mean, I'd be okay with like a direct mini in April to get a few of those things out there and be done. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll say that. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know much about it right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was an April direct. I'm actually, I'd be happy with it. So we'll see. Although we do know the Joker's coming, right? So at, by the end of April, they said. And then we, of course, are supposed to get more of that Persona 5, the Royal news by the end of April as well. Yeah, April 24th. I think that's the, that's the date for that. Yep. And then we assume that girl might be uh, his Echo Fighter in the game. Potentially, yes, Whoa. based on some data mines. Yes. Yeah. It's either Echo or it's like Robin, where it's just a different skin. Mm. Something, something about that because they found the ponytail 
uh, file in in the data mine. So yeah, you're you're right. It could be just like a skip or like corn, you know, Robin and corn. It could be like that. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. Um, interesting stuff. I would I would say I am. Uh, I, I'm definitely not fifty fifty on it. I'm I'm a bit more positive about a uh, April direct instead. So I I think it's more likely to happen than not, based on what we need to know. So. Yes. Uh, let me go through. We'll, we'll, let's let's go over to state of play, and then we'll I'll look at some of the super chats after that. Uh, state of play happened. Uh, it disappointed, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, did it disappoint everyone? I I don't know if I talked to a lot of people about it, and no one said that was an awesome uh, it, set of announcements. Because we all know, right? I mean, Jim guy. I mean, we all know it's it's time for PS Five, right? I mean, we we. They've moved on, so they're not going to have any huge PS4 announcements. But, you know, I'll say this, and I'm comfortable with saying this. The format is good. I think mm -hmm. if, yeah. if you sub out some, like, let's just say, let's just theoretical put up, like, just hypothetical, right? What if that was the next Horizon Zero Dawn instead of Days Gone that they announced and the next God of War or something? You know how much better? Everyone would be like, oh, well, this was, this was amazing, you know? So it's just that they don't have anything yet. But when mm -hmm. they do, it's going to be good. When the PS5 comes... This is it's going to be good, but yeah, obviously they don't they don't have much left. A lot it's of a VR, better, too. Twitch it's VR. A, yeah, a lot of VR. It's definitely a better format than uh, what they've done before in the past with their live stuff at E3. I was very, it moved along quickly, right? They got mm -hmm. to the point, it was done. What was it like a 15 or 20 minute thing? And that was it. We were out. Um, was it? I, I thought it was close to 30, but that's what I liked about it. Is that it was it, shorter? It, it was it? Oh, yeah. either way. It, I love that it has so much gameplay, like that mm. uh, Concrete Genie. I'd never heard of that, but after seeing it, it's kind of like, okay, I get the point. I understand that it's VR optional. Like, okay, I get all of that. All right. Yeah, we uh, they they showed that to us last E3 because I remember looking at it and I thought it was going to be like a VR move compatible thing, but then they appeared mm -hmm. to kind of show that you were playing with a controller, I guess. And I think it uses some of the motion stuff for the PlayStation 4 controller. Uh, but it kind of reminded me a bit of like Okami sort of to the next level, which was cool. But mm. I, I, I liked what I was seeing there with it. I think it was, it just looks different. Uh, and that, that's kind of, you know, I'd like to see some different experiences along with, you know, the call of duties and stuff. So, uh, but it, it was cool. The thing that I wanted to see with this is they didn't have one of those like, one last thing announcements you know what i mean like that's something i think sony will mm -hmm. learn is that nintendo does that like constantly right they'll close out with mm -hmm. Link's awakening or something you know there's last one boom it's Link's awakening or it's breath of the wilds you know release date or something uh or it's some crazy smash character uh, i think that is something sony should learn like if they said uh one last that we have one last announcement and it's from naughty dog and they tell us the release date for last of us 2 and it's mm -hmm. 2019 i think that that would have saved it in a lot of people's eyes, because that's what it takes half the time. I mean, with the Nintendo Direct, mm -hmm. if it ends with something really, really cool, it can save it for a lot of people, even if they didn't like a lot of the stuff they saw. Well, what they what they could do is imagine if if we're getting a little more artsy, imagine if each one of them had like a silhouette of the PlayStation 5. And each time it's always way off in the background and crowd and shadows. And then each one of the PlayStation Directs, it becomes a little bit more clear throughout the year. Like some, something to build hype. Hmm. I... I actually think the reveal is going to be a live event for the PS5. I think they're going to do it that way. Uh, like the PS4 mm -hmm. was a live event, right? That was a live event where they showed off the specs yes. in like a February yeah. and then, then it went to E3. And the pro, the pro was too. Yeah. The pro was like an event in New York. Yeah. So I still think the PS5 will be a live event, but after that, if they go back to this for like, 
quarterly things or something like how Nintendo does the directs and then PlayStation does their state of plays. And then Microsoft needs to fi- figure out their inside Xbox. They need to get off that stage half the time. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, I, we had the escape room for, <laughs> for state of decay. And it's like, what is, what is going on? Yeah. I, I, it was funny because uh, on my podcast, like me and Baron, like he was like, Oh, the, Inside Xboxes are better. I'm like, bro, you're crazy. Like, they're, they're, you know, like I mean, the inside Xbox, like, I don't watch those anymore. Like, the state of play, we're all going to watch the state of play. Yeah, this one wasn't maybe as good, but we're all going to watch it again. Like, I don't care if I watch inside Xbox. If I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. You know, like, we're a state of play. I'm like, okay, you've got my attention, you know, because of the format, the editing is really good mm-hmm. and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, it's going to move along quickly, which is nice. Whereas when they're on stage half the time, somehow, you know, we end up on like a controller for like, 25 minutes or something um, <laughs> and uh yeah so I, I like that format i hope sony sticks with it it was their first one like this kind of to kind of be similar to a nintendo direct so i think they'll get better you know i think they'll figure out you open with something big and you close with something big and you can get away with your vr stuff in the middle so they'll, they'll figure out the format though you know they'll figure it out I, I think what they'll do and hopefully what they do is that they take the vr stuff and say let's let's go over the vr headlines you know like kind of how nintendo did it with the 3ds back one that was a let's go over the VR headlines, then bam, 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 all the VR stuff. Then that's done with the VR headlines. Let's move into this. That's, you know, regular games. And then if it has an optional VR mode, then that's fine. But put all the actual like VR stuff, just separate it five minutes, three minutes, whatever the case is, then move on to the stuff that people actually, you know, just there was too much like intertwining and stuff within people like, oh, VR, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a, a bit of a, a, a letdown for some people, how much VR stuff. I think the biggest problem was. They showed us an Iron Man game. <laughs> a lot of us thought it was an actual Iron Man game, and then it went to kind of like that point-and-shoot VR game. <laughs> per- personally, during it, I thought they were going to finally show the Avengers project. Because no, remember, there's been too. rumors that we'd see that. Yeah. So when that was starting, I was like, this is it, boys. This yeah. is it. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> that would have saved like, it. No. That might have people. Oh, this was great. We have the Avengers game. Yo, this is this was dope. That would have done it. <laughs> That's what I mean. That would have saved it right there, you know? you know. Uh, or release date for any of the games that we still don't have release dates for from them. Um, yeah. it's a lot, you know. We have we have a couple there we don't know about yet. Death Stranding, right? Last of Us 2. Uh, I, I, th- I think it was a good idea to I think eventually these will get good. This one a little rough. I mean. I was going back and I was watching the first Nintendo directs. I mean, that first Wii, like one of the like the Wii U directs back when they called like Wii U direct. I mean, it's a bit, it's it's rough. Yeah. You know, a lot of these directs have over the years have been rough. I mean, well, I guess Sony's not as getting as much, you know, uh, time because like they've had so many years to like copy. Like, hey, like, this is what you're supposed to do, you know. So. How are they? OJ, explain it to me as somebody who I don't think I ever watched them. What what did they do wrong back in the day? Um, well, no disrespect to uh, the late president Satoru Iwata, but they used to be since he there was no you know translation, they would just be a bit slow paced because you know English isn't his first language, you know. So some of them would be yeah, they just be a little bit slow paced. I mean, they'd be sitting there talking about sometimes they would they bring up system updates. We have a system update in spring and a system update in summer. So not like right now they have they're telling us system updates in six months ahead of time, you know. And that was back in January. They told us about a system update in spring and summer. So months, so stuff like that. Like you know, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So things 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 like that would happen, or like. Like you know, Tokyo Mirage sessions, stuff like they announce a game, leaves the game forever, and it comes comes something completely different. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a bunch of artwork, you know, where they just put together, you know, and I was just like, uh, 
stuff like that. I mean, there, there's yeah, been okay. various different well, rules. So pacing issues. Like, yeah. Like people in chat, we're not hating. We're just saying like props to Nintendo for making the mistakes. It's hard to learn something new. Nobody had ever done that before. So it's it's always funny though to go back to the the raw early works. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit bit rough. Bit rough, but I mean they they learned over the years. They learned like the pacing issues where they used to have like a Wii U game and then they'll have like 3DS for like 70% and then like one more Wii U game. And you're like <sighs> you're like so yeah, I mean, just stuff like that that they didn't really, you know, that they it took them a while to learn. Though. Let me uh, let me get through some of these super chats before we move into a, a, a kind of a fun topic. I think that Max and Evan and and OJ, I think you guys are all enjoy this. Actually, it's about Sekiro, but I think everyone can weigh in on it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it should be yeah. pretty funny on it. Uh, Perez says, uh, "Do you think Xbox would let their exclusives on the Switch if they had the same success they had back in the 360 days?" You're saying if the Xbox One, instead of being kind of where it is now, it was we're coming up in the end of the generation, was like 80 something million and selling well with games and everything. You know, I. Probably not, to be honest. I don't, I don't think so. No, I think the reason they're making that shift to services right now is because of the state of the Xbox currently, and they need to protect the Xbox brand from Microsoft investors. <laughs> so they've kind of worked it into gaming, which is like all gaming on Surface tablets and everything. Um, so I don't think they would. I don't think they would. I, I think they would have kept everything exclusive, and they wouldn't really be focusing on services much right now if... The Xbox brand didn't struggle as much. It's interesting to think about it that way too. Yeah, I think we got we would have got a lot more first party games too. I think there would have been more money put into the Xbox One first party if things were like the yeah. 360. Yeah, I could I could it, see that. I mean, we don't really get sales about anything anymore. The, we don't know how many anything sells with them. I think if, if the if the Xbox One had been more popular, more successful than the Xbox 360, I actually think they would have done some crazy experiments. We could have seen a handheld. I fully believe that if they had that much success, they would have just done everything. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they they yeah they do some they do experiment a lot, so it's very possible. Yeah, they could have done something crazy like that. Um, whereas they became very conservative midway through the generation and kind of coasted for a bit until the Xbox One X, I guess. Uh, and then they've had to snap snatch up a bunch of studios just before next gen real quick. So it's interesting to think about that way. Uh, game zone says bloodborne plus Mario odyssey equals a hollow Knight 3d game. Dude, that would be cool. If, if they really wanted to do that, that would be neat. If they did like a hollow Knight three, I mean, that's the thing though. Team cherry is only like three people or something like that. <laughs> uh, so that'd be tough. I mean, think about it that way. You guys really like Hollow Knight? Like three people work at Team Cherry or something that made that game. So that's I'm, it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I would say this is off sort of off topic, but I think uh, what kind of feels like a three Hollow Knight to me is Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Something that's like very very focused. It doesn't really just hand you very much story. It's just about like just about action. Mm, okay. Okay. It's like boss rush, right? Yeah, it's just a boss rush. It's basically cool. it feels it's like Dark Souls, but without the leveling. Uh, Cringe Lord says the date for Joker changed from April to approaching. Mm. Yeah, it was approaching April. Then they just said approaching. Oh, yeah, so. okay. Mm. Okay. On this okay. official site. Coming soon. Coming I'll be talking soon. about that later. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Coming soon. Uh, Benjamin Cook says Tiny Tina for Smash. Dude, I would love that. Well, I guess we just got to color Tina now. She's a grown up. Oh yeah, <laughs> is it the same voice? Is it the same voice actor? Do you guys know? They the they have they haven't announced, and she hasn't spoken. But they must. I mean, 
why not? Ashley Birch is huge now. Why not? That was her first role ever in voice acting. Yeah, I remember. I remember when she was just first getting going. She used to do stuff like with game trailers and everything like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor says there needs to be an official Spawn Wave Hammer. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've put some feelers out there for Dewalt and uh, you know, Home Depot. Can't get that Home Depot sponsorship though for it. But. I mean, we got three. Well, we got like what three signed ones in the world we'll right keep now. Wor- we'll keep working on it. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep working on it. You know, I'll let you know when a check lows. Uh, Nettles says, uh, "Do you think? Oh, do you know any good traditional Mexican recipes?" That might be for Max. I I know lots. Yeah, but just because I grew up in Texas. Okay. Okay. I don't know if that's for me. For I don't I don't know any. It came to Retropalooza. I'll make you my flautas. I figure it was for, yeah, uh, Max is um, down south, I guess, maybe. Um, Evan, do you know any traditional Mexican recipes? Not off the top of my head. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> Evan's face. Evan was like, don't don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, K19 says, if Gearbox counted to three and Nintendo counts to three, could we have Valve count to three? Mm, for Half-Life 3, maybe. We got to see Mother 3 uh, first, though. We got to see Mother 3 first. We got to see that. Yeah. I I think, I honestly think we Half-Life 3 is being worked on. I don't know if Half-Life 3 is being worked on to a huge degree. I don't know if it has a full development team, but I guarantee you somebody in some factory somewhere is is actually writing code. I honestly think, who knows it'll ever come out, but at this I, point. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to depend on how much harder Epic Stores is willing to push. Yeah, that hundred percent. I think that's the reason you're going to see Half-Life Three. Like you, in a weird, really roundabout way, thank Fortnite because Fortnite made billions. Epic used that to buy all these studios and buy all these exclusive rights. Now Valve is actually going to have to make a freaking game again. They're probably yeah. going to build it in Gary's mod. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, an artifact. Artifact like fell flat on its face. Yeah, what somebody reported it was like ninety-eight percent of the fan base has already quit or something insane. They're in like triple digit numbers for people consecutively playing or something. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Low triple digits too. About to be doubles. I don't know how they didn't make that game free to play right out of the gate with Hearthstone like dominating at the time. That's just weird. I'm wonder I still wonder who made that decision because one of the leads on it was supposed to be the guy that basically developed Magic the Gathering. Was He's gone. His He's- idea? Uh, he's gone now, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, I've been crazy if he walked in, was like, "Yeah, we got to charge for this game. We're well, gonna charge for the packs too, but we got to charge for the game." Well, that's the thing because I think from his perspective, it was you charge for the game, but that charge is basically your starter packs, mm-hmm. just like you would get in Magic the Gathering. But mm-hmm. everyone looked at it and went, "But then there's Hearthstone, so screw you." And then that's <laughs> it. Pretty much. Well, yeah. I eat. Even the best game sometimes just doesn't get attention. I genuinely believe like some of the old Xbox games like Phantom Dust, like legit Phantom Dust is perhaps one of the best freaking games that I've ever played in my life. And it sold like 7,000 copies. You know, it's like sometimes stuff, even if it's good, just doesn't get noticed. Yeah, there's that Dragon Ball card game type thing coming up on the Switch too. Was it World Heroes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll be checking that out just to see how it is. Do you, so, do you know? Mr. Maddie, Mr. Maddie plays. He's like the Fallout YouTuber. He's been branching out. He's obsessed with that card game. He talks about it on his really? podcast a lot. Hmm. Apparently, it's great. He says it's like got it's super geniusly built. So hmm. I'm probably gonna check it out myself. Actually, there's, yeah. a, de- there's a demo on the eShop too. I think. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah check that out. Hopefully, it's not stagnant. I don't want it to just have like that one deck you get before the end, and you're just using the whole way through. Is that on the Is that on the Japan eShop? I think it might. I'm not exactly sure, but I okay. know there's a demo. It might be on the okay. J- Japanese eShop. I'll check that out then. I know it's out soon anyway, right? It's out like 
was it next week or something? Yeah, it's coming yeah, out soon. So I'll just probably grab when it comes out. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting just to see that. Uh, and I was on I was on their podcast as well, Max. Um, uh, a few months ago, I think. Mr. Matty Plays. Yeah, they, t- Good they talked about it. I, I I forgot to jump on there. I'm supposed to do it at some point. Uh, doctor says this is good because this will actually work right into the topic I was talking about uh, earlier. I'm late to the show. Wanted to ask reasons for there to be or not to be an easy mode for any game. I say yes, but no trophies and a chicken hat that you have to wear. Metal Gear Solid Five. There's, there's <laughs> a follow up. He did a follow up. The next super chat is also him. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, we'll do. Let me see the next one. Then we'll uh, then we'll work into that topic because that's one that was very interesting. Oh, and redesign enemies like Dreamcast guy said flowers on the enemies. <laughs> and then Carlos had a a uh, one dollar one in there. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, no message. So this was an interesting situation because Sekiro got to the point where it seemed to push uh, people who are writing for Forbes to the point to say that it needs to respect its players and it needs to have an easy mode, which was odd because I think a few hours later, they then posted another article from someone else who maybe was clashing with that person and said, uh, Sekiro does not need an easy mode. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what was going on there, but this brought up uh, a serious conversation that, Maybe games, every game should have an easy mode, essentially, including a Sekiro or a Dark Souls. And that didn't go over quite as well with the online community. So it is an interesting thought to have this with a Dark Souls uh-huh. game that is supposed to be, it's designed to be difficult, but rewarding. What do you think, Max, as the person who's played a lot of Dark Souls, Sekiro and everything else, about there being an easy slider for me to go in and uh, just kind of walk through and beat the same game you did, technically? So I I. I'm, I'm not actually opposed to this, even as somebody who managed to grind through it. Um, if they make it easy mode, though, I, I think it should be called something like maybe tour mode or or breeze mode, like something where you can actually just walk around. So it's called um, bamboo blade or something. All the enemies yeah, have sticks. Yeah, no, 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 even something like that. And I just think like the thing is, I feel bad that there are actually people out there that these games are impossible. And I do feel bad about the fact that I get to enjoy them and I have a blast leveling up and trying to conquer these bosses and figuring out their weaknesses and actually flawlessing them after hundreds of hours of practice. But there are some people who play hundreds of hours of games and can't beat the first boss and will never beat the first boss. And I guess I just, I, I don't know. I wish that those people could see these experiences without just watching a YouTube video. Hmm. Let me, let me let me let me ask you this, Max. Is it concerning to you that there appeared to be quite a few gaming journalists that had a hard time with Secure to the point where they wrote articles like these? Um, I think that there's definitely a lack of skill. I I, I guess the thing is. I think maybe even make it where these things. Uh, so my big idea behind this is I think that it should fundamentally change a game. And so you're, so you're, maybe you're not getting the full experience. Like you can't unlock the true ending or maybe make it where every boss dies so fast. You don't get to see their second or third forms. Like mm-hmm. make it where if you want the true Sekiro experience, you need to play it on samurai mode. Like you must maybe call it be the Shinobi or something. And the other one's called like uh, the tour and you get to walk around. I guess I just don't like the fact that there are people who can pay, $60 for a game and not at least see part of the opening area. Mm. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they should get the full experience just because they can 
buy microtransactions or something. I don't know. I just I I just saying that I would I like the idea of more people getting to see the lore in Dark Souls is crazy deep and crazy cool. And so many times just like trudging around these swamps and seeing like hidden tombs is so freaking epic. And the fact that there are people who bought that game on Switch and literally couldn't get past the boar, that does make me a bit sad. Mm, okay. Okay. I uh I w- I was looking at this and I thought if the game comes out and it's designed to be hard, like from the get go, like from software does with a lot of their games, would it be messing with the mechanics of the game to make it easier? Because I got to be honest, I, I play Sekiro. I don't think taking like making your character take less damage and you do more damage is actually going to make that game that much easier. Yeah, like the whole point of this game and I think I honestly believe most people can at least beat a lot of the bosses over time if they stick with it, because something I noticed in Sekiro, and I think all of us noticed it, everyone I've talked to has played it, noticed it. The game teaches you how to beat the bosses, like mm-hmm. through playing it. You know, you'll eventually learn that you can do uh you can you can step on their spear when they go to stab you, you gotta jump when they do this move, and it's almost like a rhythm game at times with the pairing. And oh, even yeah. even beyond that, noticing that some bosses are more prone to losing posture over health so that you can easily defeat them. Just weird things like that. I, like that dude in the tower, the like first like for the samurai guy right before you go against the the guy, the lightning guy, like oh, the, the he, chick playing the Shamashir or whatever that was in yeah, the uh, yeah. graveyard. That was yeah. perfect. Yeah, like I look at that and I say, OK, I don't I still don't think changing like they would have to essentially make the bosses not do any of that to make so, it easier. So, so my big concern, and this is something people are very, very nicely voicing in chat. I love the the discussion we're having. A lot of people are talking about basically the concerns of this would take away from development time. That is a fear of mine as well. I think what should happen is make Dark Souls, make Sekiro as they are now, and maybe six months after it, release like the the easy mode patch or something. Or yeah. I, I guess I just like the idea of eventually everybody gets access to it. It's an optional thing. I'm not saying that we're not going to make your bosses easier. We're not right. going to make the whole game easier. I'm just saying that if people want, there is a separate mode that they can enter and then not leave possibly that makes it where they can actually still get a slice of this experience that is so epic. Mm. You know, you know, what's you know, what's really weird to me is I remember at the end of 2017, Mario Odyssey came out and I remember one of the issues a lot of people had with the game was that it was too easy. Mm-hmm. And I were talking about a game being too hard. And I'm just trying to figure out what the middle ground is, because when you get to the end of Odyssey, there are uh, moons to collect that are actually pretty difficult. But I don't think anyone really went like beyond that the ending to see it for themselves so i almost i almost feel like some of this from what we're seeing is out of frustration more than anything with trying to beat sekiro because everyone has that with sekiro you die a lot and then you're gonna get frustrated they're going to break your controller and everything they keep trying and eventually have that that moment where you win but i get what you're saying it's i want to have the option of an easy yeah i i think that an option would definitely improve, I guess, more people being able to play and buy it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I know obviously Dark Souls and Fire Emblem are not the same thing. Fire Emblem was almost dead, but it got popular once people were able to play it. 
You know what I'm saying? It got, it got a lot more popular yeah. once people were mm -hmm. able to play it. Um, where they added, they still have all the hardcore. If you, you die, you know, if your character's gone, they have the hardcore. They have everything. But all they did was just add some easy modes for people too, you know? And they added the ability to not lose your character if they die in battle or not have to. I mean, they'll come back at the end of the at the end of the mission. So I think if they can, like, I, I like what Max has said. I like, hey, a few months afterwards, don't take away from development time. Then there's an easy mode that can get people in who haven't jumped in yet that are intimidated, and then you get more sales. I think it would it would it would definitely benefit them from a sales standpoint. That, that's for sure. Well, 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 game games that have done this in the past, Darkest Dungeon, uh, when they finally got released, had a ton of mechanics they added after their kick after I think their Kickstarter or early release or whatever they did, and it was horrible for people who played because you just lose all your sanity, lose your whole party. It was very quick. Eventually they just moved settings to the menus to be like, I don't want to leave corpses. I don't want to have this happen. You could just adjust it to your own personal level of what you were willing to go with. Mm -hmm. So someone in chat here made a great analogy that I wanted to use. His name was Mr. L and he said, uh, I want to try and get into the Yakuza games, but they're only in Japanese and I'm not able to read fast enough to see all the subtitles. And so because I want the game in English, everybody hates on me. And I think that's a good analogy of like a uh, judgment is about to come out. I'm super excited for judgment. And I honestly think that judgment is going to sell a lot better than any other yakuza I'm, I'm because it that. will be it's going to be fully in english and fully in japanese for the first time in a long time so i think it's going to make it where people who don't like subtitles are finally going to be able to see this great amazing universe what's interesting about the difficulty uh conversation is do you remember when the tropical freeze came out first on the wii u do you remember yeah. there was that review oh, yeah. that gave it a six out of ten and it seemed to talk about difficulty they literally flat out said it the game's too hard like, <laughs> and they gave it a six out of ten right and yeah, then they i think it was games game spot they gave it a six out of ten they and that was the problem they're like oh this game this game's absolutely fantastic it controls great everything's good but the game's too damn hard and then oh. it came out on the switch they reviewed it again and because of funky mode they gave it a nine <laughs> it's the same game funky modes added and if you go look it got a nine on the switch well you know, fun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how to, how to read that. Yes, I know. <laughs> funky, mode. I'm just saying, man, if they put funky mode into dark souls on switch, it would have sold twice as much. Oh man. Sekiro <laughs> funky hey, mode. Hey man, we yeah, add a funky man. mode to this podcast. It'll be do a lot better. We have a lot more viewers. <laughs> I mean, sometimes hey, we need a funky mode to things. Hey, Sekiro sold what? 150,000 copies in Japan in its first like two days. So it got off to a pretty quick start. MPs will be interesting, but uh, a lot of people are playing it. You know, a lot of people oh, are streaming it. It's going to do well. Um, Dark Souls games always do well over a million units, like what millions of units. So I think, I feel like From Software is developing with old school in mind, is what I think is happening. Not, so. not even just old school, but personal opinion on what they want. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it's like, it's like selling a piece of artwork that's like an American comic book thing. And then the person takes it and goes, this is an anime. And you're like, what the, I'm sorry. Cause it's so weird to see people complain about this on certain forums. Cause those are the same forums that for almost a year, we're like, this is going to be a hard game. And then they get it and they're like, this is a hard game. I don't like it. What? Mm. Okay. So, so Andy Ackerman had a, an idea here that I've actually seen before, which is make it progressively easier to fight a boss. So every time you die, it actually gets easier. Mm. Uh, so what's funny is that Final Fantasy 14 does that now. Every time you lose in a boss fight, you deal 10% more damage and your healing is 10% more efficient. So if you die on a boss over and over and over again, eventually you will get past it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was, it, it was, 
interesting thing to see see thrown around was the uh, the difficulty situation. So uh, I will admit, I think it would actually sell better if it was easier. I do because mm -hmm. it's it's cool. It's uh, the Shinobi and everything, and uh, it's a really cool looking game. Um, but I don't think I would have the same sense of accomplishment when I beat a big boss if it was easier. And oh, historically yeah. speaking, I don't even feel like games like Dark Souls and all that would have had as much impact on people mm. if they that, weren't immediately like that. There, there's that. And honestly, I think that pe I don't. So here's here's my counter argument to myself. I don't think it would get as big of a fan base. Mm. I have definitely seen people who cannot resist cheat codes. Like if there is an option of an easier path, they cannot they cannot stop themselves. But if there is, hey, the only way to see this ending is to you yourself kill this boss, which is going to take 80 hours. There are people who will end up grinding it just because they're curious. But if there's an easy path, they will not be able to resist. So I definitely I, think that, that the pleasure is more because it's hard. I, I like your theory, though, with like if you play it on the easier mode, you experience a little bit less. And then the game says, hey, well, you've beat it on this. Can you conquer like the actual normal mode? And then you can see more of the game. I mean, that's what I think that'd be cool. Yeah, like, I mean, that's fun to talk about until someone complains that they don't get the ending in easy mode. Well, like, screw them. They went yeah. That's, it, dude. that's all I, we're going. I don't care. And the thing is, a lot of this uh, difficulty conversation isn't necessarily coming from just a person playing to a difficulty curve. It's a person with some form of physical disability not being able to play at muscle spasms yeah. in the hands and stuff like okay. that. Okay, that's Which, though, it, That gets a little bit weird when you start to talk about that for that kind of thing, because... I mean, it brings up memories of watching the uh, the blind guy that used to play Mortal Kombat and kick people's asses in tournaments. It's like, hmm, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Or, or reaction type. That's a big thing that I, I talk to a lot of different fans. And something that, that I never really thought of is I grew up playing a lot of first-person shooters, so I can almost press a button before I can consciously think about it. Like, I can, I can move faster than I'm really processing. There are people who don't have that skill. And even though now as an adult, they've played hundreds of hours of Diablo and thousands of hours of like Final Fantasy, they don't have that innate nature. So when a boss is doing five different rotations of attacks, they just can't adapt to that. And I feel bad that this person is an ultra hardcore gamer that just does not have the skill set to ever get anywhere in Dark Souls. So I will also say this is not the first time we've seen this. Uh, same thing sure. happened with uh, Cuphead. If you remember, there are people who wanted Cuphead to be easier essentially. So it's probably not the last time we're going to see more from software games, to be honest, that are going to be probably even harder than Sekiro. So they, yeah. I don't think they're going to change anything. I think they'll stick with it. And uh, I think that's the way it is. But it's an interesting conversation to have with uh, should easy mode be in every single thing. Um, but like, I think Cuphead is perfect the way it is. So, um, but does Cuphead scale based on one or two players? I, I don't know. I, 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 I played it a little bit, but I mostly just played single player the whole time. Um, but it's an awesome experience. Cuphead is great. Uh, it's, it's old school. And and the nice thing is each each like boss is like two or three minutes long. So it's not long. It just, it's harder. But that's another game where you get a lot of accomplishment out of it. I'm excited uh, to get on Switch. I'm going to buy it again on Switch. Yep, yep. I'm playing it and it, it runs fine. Runs fine on the Switch. So good stuff there. I uh, hope Studio MDHR makes a billion dollars and we get a second one. Uh, let me let me move over to an interesting topic that popped up from PlayStation. They are removing Drive Club from the PlayStation Network and they're oh, cutting nice. the online multiplayer. Yeah, I saw mm -hmm. that. 
That is really weird. I mean, you can still buy Drive Club in stores, right? But this had a lot of people bringing up the the fact that a digital future has some pretty serious drawbacks, if you really think about it. I mean, even outside of uh, Drive Club, we talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game. We talk about the PT demo. Uh, mm-hmm. That's I think that's something we will have to face someday if it is an all-digital future where games will disappear completely. Like, there's no record or backup of them if there is no used copy in a store somewhere. And my other thought was, what happens with updates for the game? Let's say you do get a used copy, you pop it in. Do you still get an update for it? Or is that gone too? Yeah, well, that's that's some of the stuff I think about. Of, uh, I I like Final Fantasy 15, but I I feel like people in the future will not be able to play this game because there's an optional multiplayer mode called uh like uh conquest or whatever, like the comrades. comrades. Yeah, yeah, comrades. Like that stuff's in there that has actual story in it with the main characters and all these actual quests. That's gone forever. A lot of these updates and patches that tweak stuff, if you end up buying the launch version of the game, which just looks like a normal disc, you're actually not getting the very much of the game. It's just it's so weird. Mm, I know there is a, a big push for digital future because the publishers want it, but you see stuff like this and you go, how safe are these games? Because... I feel like eventually there is a cost to where they have to weigh it and say, how many people are actually playing this to how much does it cost to keep these servers running and can we use them for something more popular? Um, and that includes apparently having it on the shop. Although that could also have to do with does drive club use. I can't remember if drive club uses real cars or not. I didn't really get in drive club. I like Gran Turismo more, uh, but I could see like, cars like i remember forza horizon 2 had an issue with that from what i remember where it had to be pulled down because there were rights issues with car manufacturers and stuff so that's something you you would run into as well it are rights issues uh i think mm-hmm. scott pilgrim the world uh scott pilgrim versus the world the game has something that's tying it up right now and a lot of us know at this point we know it's not the people who did the soundtrack because they came out on twitter and said it's not we're pretty sure it's uh, who's doing it. Universal, I believe, for the movie yeah. and everything in space. I, we we we're pretty confident it's them because Ubisoft is okay with it. The creator of the game is okay with it. The soundtrack people are okay with it. It seems to be Universal. So that's what you run into. And there's like eight different companies and you know involved in something. Just takes one to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you got Stadia coming. You got this all streaming stuff coming we might get to the point where you don't go anywhere to buy your game you just buy it digitally and then it could disappear randomly so okay but here let me let me just play devil's advocate would you care as much if every game costs like five bucks instead of 60 bucks like just Mm -hmm. making a hyperbolic example that's a good point it's uh i wonder if they would actually even charge that much though because they can charge 60 now they complain about 60 now and then they also do microtransactions and everything in their games I don't think they're ever going to lower the cost, even if we went all digital, to be honest. And I think Stadia is just going to sell games outright. I think that they wouldn't complain as much. If it was all digital, then they wouldn't complain as much because shipping is expensive. It's one of the biggest expenses with the mm-hmm. game is just shipping them. You know, yep. especially yep. if you're in Japan, you know, you're shipping. Yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft told us it's a uh, if they if it's physically sold in a store for them, they get 55 percent back. If it's sold on a digital front, they get 70 percent back. So mm. that's why Ubisoft shows up in the comfy chair at Stadia event and everything. You know, he's, he's <laughs> shows up there. Yeah, it's because they they love the idea of streaming. They love the idea of digital. And that's why EA loves it. Uh, it's 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 what all of them want. 
but I feel like a lot of consumers don't necessarily want it as much. Not that they, I don't think there's as much pushback for it, but I definitely think there is a group of probably older people like us that don't want it as much. Mm-hmm. I think there's even some younger people that don't want that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's some younger guys that know. I mean, based on you know, what I've been hearing on some of the people in my, my live streams, some guys in the 15, 16. But then again, they might be conditionally groomed to like, you know, what the older people yeah. like, you know, like kind of how we are, you know. There are some kids out there, but there's a lot of dumb kids that probably would like this, like doll digital and this stuff. Like, I mean, there's been reports talk about how they're like, they're talking about how touchscreen controls, they feel that that's the best way to play. Like yeah. younger kids, okay, and how physical, like controllers are clunky and stupid and not good, you know. So we're talking younger, younger kids. So you know, I, I never know with these type of things. It'd be cool if we actually got like some more, like you know, data on that. Mm. I, so I I've talked to some young kids too, and it seems like kids very much still like the ceremony of gaming. They like going to midnight releases and getting a physical copy of a game and having a collection. And like even if they just play Call of Duty each year, they like having almost this calendar of the games they've bought so I, i'm hoping that there's enough pushback on the digital future that it doesn't sneak up on us too quick but yeah it does seem like it's on the horizon mm. uh evan do we have another discord question before i go to some of the other super chats all right uh just a hair asks in each one of your opinions when does next gen console turn into current gen what what was that evan can you say that again what was it? when does next gen consoles turn into current gen next-gen consoles yeah uh, i think it's more in reference to the fact that like when most of these companies drop their current console they're like you can see the next-gen graphics but it's it's yeah. out so it's the well, current gen. so hmm. so i'll be honest so evan told me this question a couple hours ago and i sat here thinking about it and i and i actually have an answer to this in my opinion one year so hmm. i think it's it's so when the playstation 4 came out the playstation 4 was next gen for the first year and then it's current gen i feel like it's once the previous generation dies off once the main game stop coming out that's kind of my opinion so like playstation 5 will be next gen for the first year and then it's current gen. that just seems like and, and i say that barometer just because that's usually how long it takes for all the developers to really jump over so okay so two maddens in will be will be current yeah, two, two, maddens. <laughs> two maddens in that, that, that's that's the bar the madden that's the bar <laughs> man <laughs> once the next mad once the it, next yeah. madden comes out we're good current gen baby it's, all, it's actually called the madden it's the Madden metric. It's pretty scientific. They, I mean, the, the companies love that marketing term too. Next gen, you know, yeah. it's it's easy. It's like it's easy to Next market 4K, 4K, even if even if your system's not actually 4K. They like putting 4K all over it. Then dynamic, really, really small at the bottom. Um, it's just it's just marketing lingo. Uh, let me go through some of the super chats. Uh, Ruffle says, "Does anyone miss Klonoa?" I do. Um, I don't think I played Klonoa as much. I played Klonoa. It's 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 okay. It's like a it's a cool That's, platformer back in the day. It's a little it's fun. The PS the PS2 rare game, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Klonoa, it's cool. There's a Wii game. There's a game on the Wii too. They ported it over to the Wii, so it's all right. It's all right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like miss it, like miss it. But I mean, if it comes back, he kind of reminded me. Of, he kind of like reminds me of like Animaniacs for some reason. I don't know why, but he does. Yeah, he looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's coming back. So that that's what it reminds me whenever people talk about Klonoa. It reminds me of Animaniacs. Uh, Rex Soul says uh, Yoshi equals sunshine wrapped up in yarn. I want it. Uh, I guess you mean the new Yoshi game, the crafted 
Crafted World game. Um, I still have to. I literally just popped into the Switch before the, uh, the podcast here. I'll check it out some though. He's currently um, corpse running the first level. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out some though, and, and we'll talk about it maybe next podcast some because uh, I mean I it's uh, from what I've seen in like the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, it reminds me of Yoshi's Story so far. So um, that was actually a, a pretty cool little N sixty four game. So. Uh, uh, George Cologne just with a dollar, no message. Thank you. Oh, and then he also has another one here with uh, with a message. Labo VR is test platform for Retro Studio to release Metroid Prime Trilogy with VR. Any thoughts? I think Metroid Prime Trilogy and VR is so interesting. Just Metroid Prime in general because you already have kind of a visor on with the HUD. I think that's why. But the thing about the Labo VR is you have to hold it up to your like to your face with your hands, uh, and I don't think that would work well for long play sessions so unless they did a whole nother like vr setup with like their new switch thing that keeps getting rumored that's possible but i don't think the vr like they're keeping that thing away from all of nintendo's properties for the most part i mean labo stays away from it minus like what mario kart um but i don't i don't think you'll see metric prime in vr this generation anyway um, I, yeah. I don't think I'd want it. I'm with you there, dude. I don't think I want, I mean, Metroid Prime, yeah, I already get kind of nauseous playing, you know, first person shooter or just first person games in general, but then to, for VR, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't think that's a good idea. But hey. did, um, did you ever, did y'all ever try or see, remember uh, if you bought the special edition that came out of, uh, Tomb Raider was it Rise of the Tomb Raider when it came to PS4? It had a special extra thing for PSVR where you could actually walk around Laura's house and look at all of her rare collectibles of like this is something from an Aztec temple. Mm-hmm. If we got it, that's all I'd want. I wouldn't want to play through the whole game. Like maybe give us like a hey, you can walk around in Samus's ship and see all these relics from the different games. Or that's like a or important. like a simple suit training mission or something, just like a basic yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh will mcconnell says i like the diablo 3 difficult settings lower the level there are no rewards higher the difficulty uh higher the rate of rewards drop all games should have an easy entry mode so here's the thing about Sekiro that a lot of people might not know there actually is a bit of a uh, difficulty slider in the game uh earlier on you can go to what's the temple called is it like sempo temple you're talking about the demon bell yeah you can ring that it'll be uh some of the enemies will be harder but you'll get more drops uh, a lot of people are turning that on and off before they do a boss battle and turning it on when they have some stuff they can farm. And that's kind of how they're farming right now and grinding away quickly. But uh, that is a good idea. The lower the difficulty, the less you get. You know, that's that's a good idea because then you're like, well, I, I want to turn the higher difficulty on so I get more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of punishing you to a degree to, to make it easier. So um, that's not a bad idea. I, I lost a character. I was playing Diablo 3 today. I was playing a hardcore character, and uh, I was playing with my fiance. We were playing our hardcore characters, and I was like, we can handle it, babe. Let's turn the difficulty way up so we can get more experience points. And we both died, and so our characters deleted. <laughs> Dude, that oh, was so man. fun day one when it had to ping a server every time you played, and it would just lag, and then you'd be in the game dead with your new character. You're like, oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, we we used to have a we used to alt F four because it would actually log you out. So as soon as you started lagging with your hardcore character, we just alt F four. Like, nope, mm-hmm. not risking it uh andy akron says uh progressively easier to fight uh boss with each death slowly helps those who can't 
move past. I see what you're saying. So as you keep dying over and over and over again, like the boss will get easier and easier slowly, like every five deaths or something like that. That's that's not a bad idea either. I think I'd rather the game actually ask me though if I want it to become easier too though. You know, like if you keep dying, it's like, hey, would you like to turn difficulty down? Yeah, that um, needs to be a setting because the main part about corpse running these guys is learning the mechanic enough so that the next boss is easier. Yeah. And you start to get it as opposed to just, why can't I just keep slashing and win? Then that's not how you yeah. play. I'm sorry. Uh, Carlos with a, a dollar and a message than Carlos. And then uh, uh, X-Play Network says, uh, if Borderlands had a battle royale, what would you think? Maybe in, in uh, response to what you said earlier, OJ, <laughs> with a big Borderlands battle royale. If it had a battle royale, I mean, that'd be something that I want them to do like after, mm -hmm. you know, the game is already out. Okay, you want to add a battle royale or whatever, that's cool. But I think the cool thing about Borderlands, what makes it is like, the first thing they said is like, no battle royale. Everybody was like, woo! I mean, we've, got, <laughs> we've got so many battle royale games. I mean, Borderlands battle royale, I mean, cool, I guess. But what does it bring different to the table? you know that not anything else does i mean yeah. I think it's just, just have the game you know the, the one idea i personally thought of is if they did it i'd want it to be a super side mode they did later on and then call it the psycho pit and we actually got to play as the bad guys and imagine if it's you and 99 other psychos but occasionally it'll drop it like you'll end up dropping into somebody's main game imagine if you were like playing against a random player in their campaign i don't know Hmm. Or, or hold up on that idea. You know, remember like the DLC, the the Mad Moxie's pit or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like that'd be cool if like you can play as like the enemies. Like you can have people and like fight against other vault hunters that come in yeah. there. I mean, there could be different things they can do, but it should just be optional. I think the cool thing about Borderlands, people people really just want Borderlands Two but better. That's honestly what people want, and that's pretty much what they're giving us. It's gonna yeah. be Borderlands Two, but it's probably gonna be a lot better. It's just gonna be and better I, Borderlands Two. And bigger. That's all I want. Bigger. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bigger, better. The the siren looks great. It's like she's like Goro. I yeah. mean, they've got they've got two new, like pretty cool looking main villains. I mean, just give us a good story. Give us, I mean, the one thing that I do want for it is uh um if we can somehow get like a better single player, because like it pushes so much multiplayer, but man, I would like it if maybe there's some AI that uses the other characters. That would be fun for me at least. I yeah, yeah, I never even thought of that. That's that's not a bad idea. Well, if anything, do it like uh like Diablo does. Have a person you can hire in town who's not the best fighter in the world, but at least yeah. somebody else to pack you up. Yes, yes, that would be good too. Absolutely, yeah, something like that would be dope. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, Doctor to finish up here says it's understandable to have no easy mode. I grew up playing games with NES that beat me to the ground. Looks at TMNT on NES with Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, TMNT on the NES was very unforgiving. Actually, the underwater was the worst part. Yeah, the seaweed, that game, seaweed. That game was hard, dude. That game was hard. You Donatello got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, the only, he's the only usable one. I mean, all the ones are no. Well, Leonardo's okay, but Ra no Raphael range. was terrible because it's like it, like one pixel in front of you. Trash, <laughs> trash, dude. Horror Raphael's. You can't use him. You can't. Uh, let me. Let's uh, sell processing. We'll take us into the next topic. Actually, here's uh, talking about the switch. Pro and many revisions that we've heard about apparently now with the Wall Street Journal and Eurogamer chiming in with it. Uh, cell processing said, uh, what if there is no Switch Pro, is just a, a version of the Switch on TSMC's 12 nanometer or place 20 nanometer, and if mini is a flip screen, so I guess it's like a, like a clamshell kind of flip, I guess, and they would call it the Nintendo Flip. Uh, I actually talked about that in a video, my thoughts that they could actually be phasing out the current switch and introducing one switch to replace the current one we have now at the same price. And then a $200 like mini esque switch, cheaper switch, essentially. 
but there's also the thought that they would have three systems, a uh, $200, $300, and a $400 system. But the $400 system is, I don't think, I think that's something Nintendo's never done before, have that expensive a system like that uh, on the market. Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo is very conservative and they're very cost conscious with their stuff at this point. I, f- I feel like they wouldn't want to do something that expensive. Yeah, one seems a bit a bit high. It, 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 three fifty maybe at the most. It, if it was gonna be four hundred, and this is a giant if, I think it would be a crazy all in one package. It'd be something that has a giant internal storage and upgraded graphics, and comes like a packing game. That's the one mm. thing I can sort of imagine being real. But even then, that's a huge if. Mm. It, yeah, it, it'd have to come like a yeah, packing game, big like let's say you get one hundred and twenty eight gigabytes or something like that. Like it'd have to be a very beefy package that you get. Maybe it's like it comes like with Smash or it comes with something like that. They know? just need to start packaging SD cards with these things. Like it comes with a sixty four gig or one twenty eight gigabyte SD card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the that's what I've been saying since launch. Yeah. Is, is I I didn't bump into the walls of my initial storage for about six months, but once uh once Doom came out, the Doom and Skyrim when those release that's when i was like okay it's it's time i i'm required to buy a memory card they could have them just pre-installed like it's already it you don't have to put it in there at all you don't think about it like you just turn your switch on when you first get it and it's like oh it has 128 gigabytes of additional storage cool because they're not even that expensive anymore those those sd cards are fairly cheap i'm sure they could bundle that in like you're saying max uh with a game or something for expensive um honestly most of these should just come with a 64 gigabyte card at this point and then we wouldn't have to really think too much about a game that needs to download stuff you know one that you buy at the at retail um but there's a lot a lot of talk right now uh about these systems coming out this year both of them i was expecting the many i'll be honest i wasn't necessarily expecting a pro to release uh this year since i mean we're we're about to be into april and we haven't heard anything about either of them yet are we getting do you guys think we're getting them both at the same exact time i think there'd be a staggered release I, I think they're going to be probably released probably four or five months apart. Uh, I think they'll be announced simultaneously, but I think it'll be one of those things where I think we'll get the mini. I think the mini will probably get later on. I feel like they're going to try and release the mini within three weeks of Pokemon. That makes 100%. sense. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. Yeah, I think definitely the mini for this year with Pokemon and Fire Emblem and you know all these games. But then again, I think about it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, if there's games that would sell it, I mean, like Astral Chain, right? Like that'd oh, be like yeah. the kind of game for like the pro or something yeah. like that, or like Fire Emblem or, sorry, I meant Animal Crossing for the mini. Animal mm-hmm. Crossing and, you know, Luigi's Mansion and like Pokemon for the mini and then games like Fire Emblem and Astral Chain for like the pro. So, I mean, they but the, the report did say as early as this, as summer. So yeah, that summer. does give a lot of room for it to be way later, right? But <laughs> Astral, Astral Chain's out right at the end of the summer. Yeah, August, August. So right. that would August actually 30th. that would make sense for the pro to come out before Astral Chain, and they could be like, "Hey, Astral Chain is one of the first games that gets you know increased frame rate or you know something, a performance mode or something with this new one or a visual mode or just something like I, that." I I've actually seen some Nintendo fans specifically saying that they wanted uh, the pro to come out near Luigi's Mansion. So I did not play Luigi's Mansion at launch back on the GameCube, but apparently at the time that was considered like a really big leap. That was like this, yep. this, this Mario game that was very, very like hardware impressive. So like, it looked the, amazing uh, at the time. Did it? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, it's apparently people are wanting that again. People are like, like give us, give us the switch pro and Luigi's Mansion three. So we can just be like, Holy crap, this is it. 
Mm. Even if you look at the 3DS, Luigi's Mansion might be the best looking game on the 3DS. It it looks it looks really good. Dark Moon looks absolutely fantastic, and that's the 3DS. So yeah, it's um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I I like new hardware, and if we get to I honestly I might look at that mini because the I think the most interesting thing to me is the mini because I I think the pro is gonna be like uh I think it's gonna be a a, a jump, but I don't think it's gonna be anything mind blowing. But I think games will run better, which is cool. And I think I think a game like Xenoblade Two will look a lot better actually because it'll it'll take advantage of that. Cool. Can I get you guys' opinion on this? And I know, John, maybe you know a little bit more, but I would love to hear, like, Evan and Dreamcast guy. Like, people have been talking about this pro, and like, when I say, oh, well, I don't think it's going to be that big of a jump, because the reports did say 3DS, the new Nintendo 3DS, right? Or at least Eurogamer said that. Um, but there is different opinions on how big of a jump, on how much more subjective opinions on how much more powerful. Some people say, oh, well, the new Nintendo 3DS... It is a lot more powerful than the regular 3DS. So, I mean, what's you guys' take on this, on the power jump? Because some people say it's a way really big. Some people say it's not. So, 100%. And, and you guys can quote me later if I'm wrong. But my official guess is uh, less than a 15% jump. I think it's going to be nicer. It's going to be cleaner. But this is not going to be reinventing the console. I think it's going to be faster load times. I think it's just going to basically be about getting into the game better and keeping frame rates more stable. I don't think that this is going to be a huge jump. I think it's just going to be a nice improvement. I, th I think it's going to come down to what NVIDIA and Nintendo came to a, an agreement on for the pricing and what they... This is, I think it's going to be a custom chip. I don't think it's going to be a chip we've ever seen before because if it drops even to 16 nanometer Pascal, they're going to do something different than what is available in like the Jetson tx2 or, or believe it or not that actually that uh that pascal chips in the magic leap headset uh but it's not gonna i don't think it's be anything like those but either way if they jump to that or even they have a custom 12 nanometer which is what they're on now for their uh turing stuff they're going to at least double the memory bandwidth so that will help with uh resolution and stuff uh in your in the game so if like doom drops and it's going to depend on clock speed as well. There's a lot of stuff to depend on. So if Doom drops to like 540p or something, right? That was the thing that was happening. And like drops to 20 frames. I could see that instead being 720p at 30 frames much more consistently. That's kind of mm -hmm. the jump I'm thinking of. Um, and they could come in and do a patch for like Mario Odyssey and be like, oh, it's 1080 60 at all times or something. Um, but I don't think it's going to all of a sudden, you know. Do you, but do, do, you, do you think... Stuff. Do you think the 3DS, the new Nintendo 3DS jump, was that a big jump in your eyes, in your opinion? I think uh, some of it, yeah, because like Minecraft can't run on the old one, but it can run on the new one. And I think yeah. that had a lot to do with increased memory and everything. Um, and Smash Bros. loads way faster. That, that's what I'm saying is that the, the new 3DS, surprisingly, it felt like a big quality of life improvement. It's not like the game suddenly like were super HD, but man, could you just drop in and out a lot faster? So uh, honestly, if that's all we got, I'd be happy. Like the new 3DS did feel like at least a, a decent upgrade. Whatever okay. whatever lets someone walk out on stage and go, Smash Brothers at four milliseconds input lag. It'll immediately pre-order millions of it. It's <laughs> I'm going to, because I, I think Nintendo is going to be cost conscious. I think they're getting rid of the old, uh, well, the, the old, the current Switch we know now. It's not old yet because it's the only one. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're going to love it. Yeah, I think they're going to phase that one out because I feel like the X1 itself is getting phased out, essentially. Uh, there's There are rumors, and I talked to some more people just to see, and it seems to be happening. A new NVIDIA Shield TV seems to be in the works right now, 
which would make sense if there is a new Tegra chip in the works right now uh, that would be introduced alongside with the Switch because the NVIDIA Shield TV you can buy now uses the same exact chip that the Switch uses right now. Uh, it just has one gigabyte less memory. Um, so I think they could do that. I think they could show up and say, hey, uh, the 20 nanometer X1 is on its way out. We'll have the switch until its stock is out and then you just move over to this other $300 switch that is better just because we're using a more efficient setup. Um, I mean, what happened with the OJ when the 3DS XL went from the XL to the new 3DS? Like you don't buy just a regular 3DS XL in stores anymore, right? Can't. Yeah, you they they start phasing slowly. I mean, at first you saw them there, right? Like you yeah. saw like the three, but then they slowly started phasing them out where that Nintendo just wouldn't ship them. Like they yeah. would just whatever they got left over, they might ship it there. But that was a, I guess uh, from what I understand from the Nintendo rep that I talked to, uh, she said that this is so it doesn't uh confuse consumers. They don't mm -hmm. want a bunch of like the 3DS and the new Nintendo, like all of them right next to each other. So they would just slowly phase it out or send less. Mm -hmm. To them or certain stores that were hot for 3ds sales that were there like you know where their people were showing up for them yeah they make sure that they only send the new one there and it basically forces people to buy that new one so you don't even have the option in a lot mm -hmm. of uh, some stores not every store but just depending on the sales you know to even get the older one when they were phasing it out so i mean i think what you're saying is right man like it could be to where like they just kind of like slowly phase out the old right. switch yeah. you know or the current switch or the the PS4 Slim, where like the PS4 Slim, it just says PS4 on the box, and they just yeah. stop. They stop getting the original PS4. It's like we'll just right. give you this cheap version yep. that runs better. Yep. So, uh, but I can tell you that from what I've been told from a couple different places, we'll say places. Uh, the the reason this is happening is because the 20 nanometer process for the X1 is uh, being phased out. So they can't use it anymore after a set amount of time. They're getting ahead of it and they decided to take advantage of it and release a mini as well, because the, the most interesting part about it. So I don't expect the X one to be in the next switch just by default, because I don't, I don't personally think they're going to have the, uh, the ability to keep the reason they use the X one in the first place is because Nvidia offered it to them very cheap because they just had them laying around basically. Um, and then they have to produce more because, Oh, look, the switch sold 30 something million. And I don't, I mean, I don't even think Nintendo, thought that was going to happen so no they um, did it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh the the mini is gonna be interesting though i mean think about it this way if they come out with the mini it's uh a vita looking system mm -hmm. that could be really cool like that would actually be neat to have that and i think they would use the same chip it would just be you know down clock they'd probably take some features out of it or something to get it down we've heard they're going to remove rumble motors which kind of makes sense because to be honest i don't I don't really think you need that as much in a handheld system, like strictly handheld. I, don't uh, like it. I hate it in a handheld, man. It feels weird. Yeah, yeah. But they also, Eurogamer mentioned the idea that they would get rid of the ability to dock the system. That is an interesting thought because then you don't you don't call it the switch anymore, right? What do you call it? Well, you, you, I mean, you could. But, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it's, so a, it's, it's a it's a brand at this point, oh, right? Yeah, it's a marketing brand, that's all. <laughs> They'll call it the Switch. I mean, let's face facts. Nintendo sold a 2DS that played 3DS games. They don't give a fuck. I mean, they they made the 2DS was literally a freaking taco. Like, yeah. if, if something's popular, they'll just name it the Goblin. They'll change it. But they'll change the name. That's I think that's what, you know, they'd have to change the name, right? If it doesn't they'll, switch, then... They'll call it the Swoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they had the... 
they had the because uh, they they still left the DS on the end. You know, they had the 3DS, the 2DS, the DS, the DSi, the DS Lite. Do they keep Switch in there, and they just add something to the end or the front? like a zero or something? Switch zero. Well, they'll they'll probably call it the Go Switch. Like that's the Switch that's Go. My, the Switch that's go. That, that's my official guess. Actually, is that Switch Go. The switch go, yeah, because they're gonna try and make it sound like a benefit. Like you don't need to be at home. What are you, a loser? Like all the commercials, <laughs> like all the commercials. It's gonna be cool kids at the mall being like, "I'm playing this right now." As soon as I'm done with Mario, I'm going to get my dick sucked because I've got the switch go. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about kids here. Kids, come on, man. Well, yeah, I switched, I switched age groups in the middle of that commercial. My bad. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> The reason the reason I don't think it can dock though is I think the screen would shrink. I think it would go to like a what's the Vita? Is that like a what's the Vita? Is that like a five point? No, it's a five inch screen, right? The Vita uh, is nine, like a five point something, five point something inches. Yeah. So if they if they shrink the screen, the system itself won't be as wide, which I feel like the analog sticks would get in the way of our current dock. Um, or it wouldn't work in that case. So if they shrink the screen at all, I don't, I don't think it'll fit in the current dock anyway. Five inches on the dock, the Vita screen. Yeah, and it's like a 540p screen. So not only could they do that, but they could also lower the resolution technically, maybe get cheaper screens, and they could get to a $200 price point. And this, the system could be underclocked because then it could probably work with a 540p screen much easier. So you get better battery life. That would be cool. I think people would actually be into the mini for that. You know, let's say it's like a seven or, or yeah, six to eight hour battery life, you know, and it's smaller like a Vita. I think mm -hmm. people would really be interested in that at $200. I mean, that means like $260 gets you Pokemon and a, a Nintendo uh, Switch Go. People would be in families. And I know like if it's sturdier for me, that's been the main reason why I haven't bought it. My daughter, like I had to take back the Switch. This guy, you know, I still have it, but it's, she just... She's banging it around, you know. She's it's much easier for like a new Nintendo 3DS or like a new Nintendo, sorry, new Nintendo 2DS. Hmm. You know, like if they made it smaller and sturdier, like they did, I think that would definitely improve the rate of multiple people buying it for kids. Here's the other reason I don't think it's uh, I don't. Here's the other reason I don't think it's going to dock. All right, and I thought about this one this morning, and I should have put it in the video that I did yesterday. Uh, the reason I don't think it's going to dock is because they're not going to give you a power brick they're going to give you a usb-c cable and that's it mm -hmm. because then you can charge it with any cell phone adapter or you can just plug it into the side of your normal switch dock or you can plug it into the side but that's why i think because then they'll say hey go get your own adapter it's a usb whatever because you're not plugging into the tv so you don't need to worry about voltage amperage any of this other stuff you get a five volt uh one amp or a two amp or whatever and you plug it in and charge it like it's your cell phone basically uh if you don't have to worry about the docking stuff that's going on with the uh, certain chips that you know manage all that you don't have to worry about messing up your switch when you use some weird cell phone adapter on your dock or something for example that's the other reason i think they might do that because it'll help them cut costs there as well i mean they're we're talking about nintendo who didn't sell you an adapter with the new 3ds excel <laughs> mm -hmm. so if they can get away with not giving you a a brick to save money that they'll do that so, um, <laughs> so it said that they'll make a Nintendo stay. It's the dock only. <laughs> yeah, man. Nintendo um, stay put. 
Uh, but yeah, that that's my biggest thing is uh, I think bigger battery life. I think it's just going to be a, a charger cable, nothing else. Um, I'm excited for it. Be- better battery life is the biggest thing. I'm hoping it's not a clamshell. I have heard that. I have heard that yep. a lot. I don't want to have like so. I have my switch right here. I don't want to the idea of this, but I have something that's constantly like snapping around. I, that are, seems so bad. Are you talking about the pro or the mini? The, the mini. mini. Sorry, sorry yeah. for the mini. Yeah. Okay. Which which I've seen that that speculation a lot is people yeah. saying that if it is kid focused, they're going to put the safety measures in the advertising. So the 2DS, just as an example, uh, the 2DS was good for kids because of the way it was kind of built. If you look at the 2DS, the screens, it was technically it's one screen, but it kind of juts down into the plastic, which helps for if it falls on its face, it'll it's almost like a built-in like otter box kind of, you know, Um, because the screens can't make contact with the the floor. I'm wondering if that's what they mean by it's going to be more sturdy or if they are going to go that clamshell route, because I actually, I don't really like that as much. (laughs) I think I'd prefer it just to be a Vita, but you know, maybe set up with uh, some extra plastic around the outside or just just a little barrier or something. Yeah. Even literally like a micro centimeter of uh, like rubber around the screen, something. So if it falls, it doesn't absorb that into the screen. That's all it needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be interesting. I wonder if they'll make it. So I assume it can still sync to a controller and everything that you want to hook up. There's a lot of questions with that too, though. Like, can you still sync joy con controllers? Pro controllers and stuff, especially because handheld. things like Mario Party require that. Yeah, that's what I was exactly I, thinking. I, I would think you'd still be able to, like, you'd still be able to. If, I mean, it's still a system to where you'd be able to play a multiplayer game on there, and you'd be able to link up Joy Cons and stuff. I would think because nothing would change from like the firmware or anything like that. Mm. So, man, that'd be interesting. What it would support? That's what I'm the most interested in seeing is the mini, just mostly the form factor. Um, the pro, the pro and stuff is. Uh, is fine but i'm really interested in that mini just see what it looks like um oh look at that nate joined us oh yeah nate is here nate is here he saw a bunch of people there too so people know what he looks like now yeah but you'll never know (laughs) you'll never know uh yeah they said you looked like a super villain super super villain yeah super villain yeah from die hard so i was hans gruber i was yeah (laughs) uh did you just get back from pax east I did just get back in, like literally this minute. Dude, How, you, uh, you sound exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I you, am you, exhausted, and wait. I am slightly buzzed. Well, here's the. <laughs> but <laughs> so you were driving you buzzed. Drive home. Yeah. No, I took a train. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> well, here's, come on here's, now. You party, then hop on the train. You don't here's... drink and drive. You drink and train. Okay, here's the good news. Uh, there's only 30 minutes of the podcast left, so if you got 30 minutes and you, we wanted to find out a bit about what you played at PAX East. I probably have. Just about thirty minutes in me. Okay. Well, we were talking a bit about the uh, the Switch Pro and Mini, though. If you had anything you wanted to touch on there with it, um, uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect major things from a Switch Pro. You know, two times the perform, two point five times, two point seven five times the performance of the current Switch. So, you know, like a nine hundred gigaflop range system because an X two at standard is 750 gigaflops. So if they overclock it, maybe you get 900, but yeah. anywhere between 750 and 900 is all I'd expect. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. And uh, the mini was the one that we were actually having the largest conversation on form factor and everything. So yeah, um, mini, mini is tough to really predict because yeah. they're obviously going to upgrade the architecture because they want something more energy efficient, but it's, if it's a handheld only, you're obviously not going to get that high end performance. So you're probably going to get something maybe comparable to a 
docked current switch at best. Well, we I had the I had the thought that the, if they shrink the the screen, uh, they would shrink the resolution as well for that screen. So it might be like a you know a five. I think Modern Vintage Gamer gave me a good resolution in there that would work for like a five inch screen was like five seventy six p or something. Um, so they wouldn't even have to try for seven twenty p. I think you keep it a seven twenty p screen and you just make sure the hardware can deliver a native seven twenty p resolution for most games. So you don't see things like a Doom going down to five forty p. You mm. try to keep that at seven twenty p and maintain thirty frames a second. Makes sense. Um, so okay, so let me move on to Pax East. Well, actually, before oh, before we do that, one Discord question: since we already talked about power, are there any features for the Pro that you would think or hope rather that they would add to it? Hmm. Features. Hmm. That is a good question. I almost want to say more internal storage, but at this point, I'd rather that money go into better parts internally for like the the chipsets and everything uh i all see because then we're using the same dock i was gonna say ethernet oh see someone else had the same idea too uh hmm. maybe maybe the ability to sync bluetooth headsets to it or something and i'm just i'm just grasping at any I, ideas at this point i i like that man as somebody with good bluetooth headphones i would love to be able to sync yeah. those yeah, yeah bluetooth headphones would probably be like an upgrade that they could actually like that I would maybe want to be able to do like, but like a messaging system, that's not through the system. That'd just be like firmware. Yeah. That's something that you need a whole new system for. <laughs> that's just something that should just be in there. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, what else would be really cool is if you could have a, a second SD card slot in there, that'd be cool too. So you could have two SD card slots in there for, uh, for storage. Um, uh, so I'm keep changing mine out. Um, yeah. So, uh, let me, Nate, you played Mortal Kombat. You were a PAX East. You probably played a whole bunch of games, right? Yeah. Dude, what yeah. Are... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying, Max? You are probably excited about uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, dude. Chat has been begging for Mortal Kombat details. Beg the whole time. Please give us that Mortal Kombat juice. Please. What do you... I mean, so, Mortal Kombat on the Switch, you played it. I did play it. Okay. Who did you play as when you played? I played as Scorpion, though the game told me I was playing as Boone's favorite character. Yeah, yeah, I that's, saw that. That's, I saw that, yeah. that's your stance. Boone's favorite is your fighting stance, but yeah. Uh, okay, so how, how did it play, Nate? Because you only played in handheld mode, and they wouldn't let you yep. record it. That's right. I mean, it played it played well. It was fast. It was fluid. It was responsive. I was like, it's it, you're going to look at it in handheld mode, and you're going to... I believe it is sub-native 720p. Mm. I do believe it is below 720, but the character models look good. The backgrounds are still animated. I mean, all the animations for the characters are there. Some of the, like, it's the texture and the lighting that seem to be the biggest downgrade that I could tell because I fought against a Sub-Zero and when he did, like, an ice attack, the ice didn't really have, like, a glimmer to it mm. that you would see in the other versions. So it's definitely lighting effects have been downscaled a bit. But still, it's still the core Mortal Kombat experience. You're going to play it. It felt 60 frames a second. There was no performance issues as I was fighting. So okay. I don't think it's really going to be any issue with the Switch version. I mean, I'd like to see how the docked version runs. Yeah, that, that's what I think everyone... That's probably why they didn't put it up there because they were concerned about an early build maybe giving a, a bad impression or something. Yeah, well, um, I, was, I was talking to the rep. A person was actually asking, like, why are you only doing handheld mode? And they said they were doing the handheld mode because they want to show that you are getting the full experience while in portable, that it's going to run well, that it will play well, that it looks good. 
and they also didn't want they didn't allow capture at least according to this rep is they didn't want people to capture it in handheld mode and then compare it to the playstation 4 version and make oh. this unfair comparison where people would, oh look how much downgraded the switch version is where it's that's not an accurate comparison because it is an older build that the switch demo was based on yeah that makes sense okay so okay. i mean i think they went out actually with the better idea of saying let's show it running well in handheld mode so then people can play it they'll see it's the full thing it runs well and everything so you can say oh well if i do pick up this version i know it's not going to be you know half-assed so it ran well that's the biggest thing that a lot of people are asking it looks the image yeah. you said looks softer you think that's why you could kind of tell it wasn't like yeah, the image it itself softer. looked a little softer but uh yeah. it ran at 60 frames as it's supposed to yeah, it definitely felt 60 frames. I definitely had no I had no performance hiccups or anything. So, I mean, all the moves were fast, responsive, and everything. So I had no concern after walking away from the demo. Wow. But, okay. okay. I mean, that's what you know. that's what a lot of people were interested in was how does it run? Because strangely enough, the game comes out in less than a month, and we haven't seen any gameplay of it technically on the Switch. Um I think that reminds people of WW2K18 heavily right now. So. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a repeat of that. Okay, good. That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that it ran well in handheld mode. Uh, we'll have to find out how it looks docked, but I mean, we assume it would run at a slightly higher resolution, and it seems like they prioritize 60 frames. So that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat was definitely an impressive demo. I'd say Hellblade on Switch probably impressed me more. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you about that. So I saw Game Explain post a video about that where they had yes. recorded it. You saw that one in person, though, right? Like you were there, yes. you saw it and everything. Um, how did that look on the on the screen, too? It, they had it up on the big screen. Yeah, they only had it docked. And if I didn't know the PS4 and Xbox One version like existed, I would have looked at this and say, wow, this game looks amazing. Because wow. I mean, on its own merits, it looks and ran really damn good i mean i'm sure once it comes out and you do a comparison you'll notice you know some of the finer details may have been removed or scaled back but no docked hellblade on switch it's looks like a technical achievement do they do they have it uh handheld as well there or no just docked no it's just docked see that's funny because i wanted to see mortal kombat docked and i want to see hellblade in handheld mode so I, like want the opposite okay that's fine uh but that's cool to see too. When I when I saw that gameplay of it, I was I was pretty impressed, and it was off screen, so uh, it must it must look pretty good there to get people excited for it. Um, that's that's Ninja Theory, I believe, publishing that too, right? So yeah, they, they they put in some work. I think I think they ported it too, right, to the Switch. Like, uh, no, um, the Q Lock is porting it. Oh, what else did they do? Did they do anything um... else? That's that looked like a pretty good port job from the off screen footage that I saw. They've, they've done some PS4 and Xbox One stuff in terms of hmm. Wow, okay, so Hellblade good on the Switch, Mortal Kombat good. Uh, what else did you see anything else there at PAX East that was uh, really big? Yeah, I mean, like I saw Final Fantasy 10, 10 2, Final Fantasy 12 on Switch. I heard Final Fantasy 12 looks like a PS2 game. No, nah, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly like the PlayStation 4 version. I mean, it's a PS2 game. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, was the, that was the funny thing that I think Ash Paulson said on Twitter. Yeah. He's like, we had a bunch of people complaining that this looks like a PS2 game. And he's like, stay with me here, guys. It is a PS2 game. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, because 10, 10 comes out, uh, what, in a couple uh, weeks? And then, yeah, 16. Well, yeah. yeah, so. 
Did you uh, did you get a chance to actually play them, or just kind of glanced at uh, 10, 10, 2, and uh, twelve? Play them. Play them. So, uh, Final Fantasy twelve has a lot of like checkpoints and load screens and stuff as you're going through mm-hmm. different zones. We're, my only concern: good load times because everything's super like. Uh, load times are pretty comparable to the PlayStation Four version. Okay. All right. Good. I just wanted to make sure because I wasn't expecting long load times, but that's always my one concern is like those games. I like the seamless experience. If I'm stuck looking at a 15 second load screen every time, it's a bit too much for me. Yeah. I played back through Final Fantasy 10 on the Vita. I might do it again on the switch, to be honest. I liked mm-hmm. it on the Vita. It was good, except they still did the whole thing where they give you 10 two on the, on a code. download. Yep. <sighs> I mean, I don't care because I didn't, I didn't redeem it. Cause I mean, it's 10 two. So, you know, what am I going to do about that? But uh, <laughs> I, I was looking over some of Qlock stuff, and they've done a lot of some of the bigger games out there. Like they've even worked on Mortal Kombat 10 beforehand in terms of oh. some of the PC stuff, God I mean, Eater, things we like had, that. We yeah. had Mortal Kombat 9, I guess you'd call it, on the Vita. So yeah. if you really think about it, yeah, I could I could see this Mortal Kombat yeah. working on they, the Switch. They, so. They've done a lot of good stuff. They did the DMC Devil May Cry. They did Resident Evil 6. P, these PC ports. Uh, they've done a bunch of the Street Fighter Cross Tekken PC port, uh, Dark Souls, the PC. Uh, there's just like the remaster for the original Dark Souls as well. They've done a lot of stuff. It sounds like there's a lot of, and hopefully the online works. It sounds like there's just a lot of stuff going on at PAX East, which is really cool. Um, so all the Final Fantasies were there. Uh, was there was there anything else really interesting there, Nate? That that caught your eye? Um, I'm trying to look at my list of meetings. Oh yeah, you're like a bunch of meetings. Oh, you're professional. Yeah. Man. I played like the Shovel Knight King of Cards. They had a new build of that. Then they had the ninja game uh, Cyber Shadow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That game looks awesome. That yeah, game that, looks awesome. That game is awesome. I actually, oh, it... oh. when I, I played on a Thursday, and when I got home, I picked up my Switch. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play this demo again. I was like, shit. I don't actually <laughs> have the game. <laughs> I was like, this sucks, but I mean, it's supposed to come out in 2019, so hopefully it's soon. What about, uh, did you get a chance to play Katana Zero? I didn't. Oh, I think Antude got to play that. I wanted to. I, that's the game I really want to check out. That game looks so cool. Um, but yeah, I'll be playing. Obviously, uh, uh, what with the ninja game? What was that? Cyber Cyber Shadow. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that. I'm, I'm on that right away because I like the messenger, and I think that one might be a little more streamlined because the messenger was kind of Metroidvania like. This one felt more like a Shinobi Ninja Gaiden Strider type mm. yep they, they had the animated cutscenes too it looked really cool so i'm i'm on that right away absolutely but i want to i just want to see katana zero that looks so cool um it's man pax east must have been packed yeah there was there was a lot of people you were at the, okay hold on, hold on hold on hold on you were at the borderlands 3 meeting you were there right in attendance no, i had a meeting at the time of uh... that conference i saw the line for everyone sitting there but i was I couldn't attend. Dude, you missed the magic trick. I actually saw Randy at a bar tonight. Did you? Did you yeah, ask him was... about the magic trick? Did, he, did you ask him to no, do magic for you? He was just sitting next to the table. I was at. Wow. He, had this, he was saying, I'll watch me make this USB disappear. <laughs> I was just about to say, where was the USB stick? <laughs> we were all looking for it. Yeah. Did you talk to him or did yeah, you just so, uh, saw this is his, you know, this is his time to, you know, relax after a long day of packs. Yeah. I, so someone filmed a random video of him walking down the street. That dude is exhausted. I saw a video of him like walking like a zombie. Like that, that dude on stage is very alive, but man, he is, uh, he is running ragged. Mm. And it sounds like it was a pretty good time there. Um, you got to see Bob from the Wolf Den. You got to see Jordan. 
That's right. I saw both of them on Thursday. I actually saw, I was in the press room. <laughs> I was just chilling. Wolf came in to get like a, some water. And I was, I looked at him like, I think I know who that is. I'm like, well, I can't put a name to it. I had left like about 10 minutes later and he was still in the convention center and someone said, oh, Wolf. And they ran up to him. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm like, this is my chance. <laughs> like, this oh, is my like, opportunity. Wolf. I was like, Wolf, what's up? I'm shaking. He's like, hi. I'm like, you have no idea who I am. I'm like, but I know who you are. He's like, no. Did that, did that terrible. Terrible. I recognize yeah, you. Really like, Wait a minute. He's like, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did that terrify him right away? He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen oh. where you sleep, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, well, okay, yeah. That's funny. And no one got a picture. Wait, no, Jordan said he got a picture with you, right? No, he didn't. Oh. I thought I got a picture with you because that's uh, a pretty Sean sure plan. I'm pretty sure you said that he got a picture and he's selling them <laughs> online right now. He, he's <laughs> selling those mates. Yeah, <laughs> leak it. No, no one can leak my image. Yeah, I, I, I'm Hans Gruber. That's all anyone needs to know. That's 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 good. That that's good though. Did you? Uh, well, wait. Did they say you were like like? Did you dress up as a, like a supervillain? Did you have like a vest on no. and everything? I had a white button-up shirt with a gray vest. Like I, sounds, I go to these sounds, events to look professional. Sounds super villainy over there. So it was actually <laughs> funny. I was with uh, Jordan. Yeah. And we were waiting in line. We we're just getting like a soda at one of the stands in the place. And a girl behind us, she looks at me. She's like, "Are you in costume? What are you?" <laughs> she's like, or, "Or is this just how you dress?" I was like, "This is just how I dress." She's like, "Oh, well, I like it." And then we left. I'm like. Who do you think I was like? Who do you think she thought I was? He's like, maybe Phoenix Wright. <laughs> Phoenix Dude. Wright? I was like, really? <laughs> Phoenix Wright? He's like, yeah, you know, you kind of have like a lawyer look to you. I was like, oh, that really? Jordan I'm like, Jordan what would... to do? Walk around and just be like, objection. Jordan would say that sound that you know what? You're telling the truth because that sounds like something dumb Jordan would say. <laughs> Dude, did I uh, ever tell you one of my most awkward encounters at a convention ever is a guy walked in and did this like flat top, straight up blonde hair and like a spike jacket. He walked in and I was like, Whoa, you're dressed like you're Paul from Tekken. He said, My name's Kevin. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed that I like, walked into an actual punk and I'm like, video games? Oh, that, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Nate, you got to get out to too many games, man. That's what Wolf said to me. He's like, you come to this shit. Like, so you have to come to too many games. I was like, no. That's on everybody's going, man. Everybody's everyone going. Is going. Nobody's going. Go look at the website, man. Everybody's going. You're going. That's it. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's, going. everybody's going i'm going uh now you look at their website man everybody is really going i think uh sean uh is going i don't know about wood but i know sean's going arlo's going i was going uh wolf boogie who else i had I, I look on their um game chaser i think are going it's all on their site though they put everybody up but that's gonna be fun looking forward to that it's gonna be a good time yeah uh, uh. You want the PAX East? Got to go to that. Yeah, this is an hour away, and too many games. Oh, uh, yeah, that's and... true. That's true. I guess if it's like an hour away, that's not, that's that's yeah. See, look, some call me Johnny's gonna go. Anger video game nerd's gonna go. Just carpool with Wolf. You could pass out in the back seat. It'll be great. Nah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. But uh, it's good to hear the PAX East went well, and you got to see a bunch of cool stuff. Was there any other any other meetings or anything you wanted to mention? Um, let's see. 
Got to play Bloodstain today. So no, I, what's I the deal I, with that? They're talking about 30 frames for the Switch version? I actually played the X. I played no a PC version. No, oh, well, never mind. But I think it's it's under embargo until the eighth. Oh wow! Okay, so you're yeah. allowed to capture footage, but it's under embargo. The footage would be under embargo to the eighth too, but I couldn't capture footage because the way they had the PC connected to the monitor wasn't through HDMI, and I didn't have an extra HDMI cord, so I couldn't actually capture footage, which was very disappointing. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I got to play Sniper Elite on the Switch. How, How wait, uh, V2 remaster? V, what was it? Which yeah, V2. How was that? How'd that look and everything? Played it looked fine. I mean, it's kind of, I it was only in handheld mode. Man, they keep pulling that. They keep putting things in handheld mode. <laughs> they uh, had a pretty small booth. It was like a desk. Did it use the motion controls on it? Like, like you move the Switch around to aim? No, I tried that and nothing moved. Oh, I, wow. I think they did say that I covered. I think they did say that they're going to have motion control mm. shooting. Though. Yeah, so this was probably just an early build, but they just didn't have it active because a sure. lot of a lot of these demos, you know, they're not representing the full game. A lot of features still haven't been enabled. Sure, sure, okay. Well, I mean, it sounds it sounds like there's like, how many days were you there? Were you there like all like I was there three days? from nine a.m. till seven p.m. Thursday, and I was there today from. 10 30 till eight jeez man all right that's yeah that's pretty that's pretty yeah. serious <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the clock and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> i'm west coast so it's just like, like he's so drunk he doesn't know what time what he doesn't even know what time it is never mind <laughs> evan do you want to hit us with a discord question before we go through the super chats and finish up Oh, uh, we got two left, I guess. Sure. What's the next Big Shock AAA title that you think will come to Switch? Mm -hmm. My guess is announced. Like, not just like what's coming up next in release date, but like what random thing would they just say is coming? I, no comment. I, I, I would <laughs> say as a as a absolute random just guess, pure love, pure pure speculation. I'm hoping what they're gonna do is I think they're gonna do like Borderlands one this year, Borderlands two a couple months after that, and then I think they'll do Borderlands three on Switch. Mm. Sekiro Yoshi Easy Mode Edition. Do it. Yoshi eats all the bosses. I'm trying to think of a good one to name. Uh, I'm gonna go with Call of Duty. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna go with Call of Duty. Nate, you don't. Yeah, you know, don't worry about Nate giving anything away at this point. Um, so we can move uh, past. We can move past him. <laughs> he's, he's so dry uh, well no i'm thinking of one i i we'll just we'll move past nate okay <laughs> we'll move past him yes. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna say madden there oh okay madden. madden's yeah. actually a pretty good one yeah that's madden. a good one to pick yeah sure yeah. sure um cool uh what's what's another discord question of with the quarter coming to a close what does everyone think is the top selling nintendo title worldwide including both physical and digital what oh mario mario kart yeah, Mario Kart. I wish it was a more interesting game, but Mario Kart. Mario, Mario Kart or Smash might be pushing it. Smash, because they did 12 million, but it ended in December. So they could have racked up another. It could have caught Mario Kart very close to it. But yeah, Mario Kart or Smash. One Maybe one of those two, if it's Switch specific. I mean, I don't know if any of them caught the 82 million that Wii Sports sold. I, for yeah. title. <laughs> I mean, does everybody just buy Mario Kart when you get a Switch now? Like, I feel like that's just. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. It's, never mind. It's, it's like Halo and the Xbox. You're just required to have it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Didn't work, yeah. Um, any other Discord questions, Evan? Or that was it? That is it. Okay. Well, let me grab uh, the super chats, uh, and we can we can finish up there. Um, Matthew Hammond says, uh, "Will Retro's game appear at the April Direct?" Okay. So, oh, Nate, Nate, you missed this. We there was a rumor going around so far. Getting actually, I think I told you about that. Getting started that there was a uh, an April Direct happening, uh, where we were speculating about joker's reveal and all that stuff I mean, so. it, it would make sense i mean yeah. they still have the revealed joker and i mean everyone thinks they should have a direct for reggie's last day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he gives us mother three yep absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nate, nate nate says that it will never happen mother three is never happening <laughs> i do think they should at least do if they're not going to even do it they should at least do some like comedy thing with him on the way out for mother three i don't know like I, I said he walks out the door and punches the first person in the face that asks him is like i'm not an employee anymore <laughs> that actually be pretty good if they did that yeah be where's mother three boom not my problem yeah <laughs> uh uh that's uh retro's game though okay I mean, uh, isn't Retro's game is Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. So what happened before, Nate? We we thought there was a the, the the media got tricked up a little bit there. I guess I don't know. Your gamer said that it, they were having something, okay. and it seemed like there was. Know. And who knows what happened with that? I mean, they could still technically get revealed at uh, April, but April or E three. It's just weird that they still haven't said anything about whatever Retro is working on for the past years. <laughs> it's been a long time, right? That they've done anything by themselves for that kind of a studio so we i mean i'd like to assume that they'd announce something because then that just means they wasted a lot of time yeah i mean at this point it's really anyone's guess whether or not retro has another game that's ready for release i mean the rumor be even as of like last year a little before that was that retro was pitching new products it was just the games were getting canceled or they just weren't coming together so they just never reached that point where they would ever release so i mean they could have just spent the last five years of exploring new ideas and the games just either never greenlit or they were greenlit and they were ultimately canceled and all that would be you know behind the scenes and no one would ever know about it yeah just a lot of cancel it's possible but like that means that there was some serious mismanagement when they first thought of metroid prime 4 unless they were really confident in something they're working on because that and should be that should be years along at this point with retro leading it well, and what Star Fox Grand Prix? Wasn't that the rumor for like a bajillion years? Yeah, that was the one that uh, I thought yeah. Eurogamer Eurogamer brought up and like backed, and we haven't heard anything about anything like that since I, then. I mean, I some of the stuff I heard and saw made it sound super far along. I mean, it kind of kind of sounded like we saw it. It sounded like we might see it E three last year. Yeah, that's what that's what everyone thought, and here we are now. Uh, and I haven't heard an update or seen an update from Eurogamer based on. I guess their sources. Uh, so who knows what happened with that? Maybe they can, I don't know. Maybe they can check back and see what's going on with that. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of smoke that there should have been a fire, but then everything just went silent. And that doesn't usually happen with a rumor. Once there's smoke, there's usually fire and usually it spreads. And in the case of Star Fox Grand Prix, it just never became more than just smoke. Mm, so it yeah. just kind of makes you wonder of, you know, what really happened there. Okay um yeah so we'll see i i think an april direct a lot of us think that an april direct makes sense but we'll have to see if they i mean it does you figure they probably want to direct before e3 yeah they still have to date yeah. things like mario maker 2 which will probably release like the week of e3 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I see it as like a Mario Tennis release, right? Like where it came out the week or even the week after E3, you know, somewhere in there. Um, that's kind of what I see that as. So, yeah, definitely. And then, of course, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is still summer. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so yeah. there's enough they can date. Yeah, even if it's a smaller one, even if it's like a 10 or 15 minute direct, you know, just to get those dates out there and maybe one reveal and have Reggie do his, you know, final thing and then we move into E3. Uh, where do you think that? Oh, um, Snarkle says, where do you think the industry will be at the end of next gen? Also, who do you think will lead next gen based on what Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are doing now? Uh, who will lead next gen? I don't think, I think Microsoft's going to remain. If, if you're talking about console sales, I think Microsoft remain in last place, mostly just because they don't really give consumers reasons to buy their dedicated hardware anymore. I mean, that's, are we counting Switch as the the next gen with like? That's a good question. I guess we. I guess it's going to compete against the PS5 and the next Xbox, technically, well, right? Switch has a huge head start, so yeah, that's mm, that's tough. Although they could, you know, Microsoft could make the all the old Xbox system streaming boxes, and all of a sudden they have the head start. Um, I don't know. I feel like I mean, obviously, Sony is the one you pick at the beginning of every generation because they pretty much win every generation but uh i mean it, it's kind of hard to predict such a thing because we don't know what type it, of gimmick that microsoft or sony or nintendo could introduce with the next yeah, gen system that, i mean right now we're basing it off of what of what the playstation 4 is well we think the ps5 is going to be vr actually maybe even vr heavy to be honest it sounds weird to say that but based the, on the state of play we just saw and the technology is being rumored it's the yeah. it, the the only real it's hard with so none of us can really make a guess because it's just so far out we don't even have a picture of a box but if sony really does end up making the complete backwards compatibility box Ooh. that some of the patents are pointed at they'll win like if they That'd make something awesome. that can play ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 and ps5 like they're gonna win i'm on that yeah that'd be awesome that'd be so cool if they do that uh i hope they do or if they have their own virtual console type thing they open up with that same thing and like you can just go in and get all the old games and everything in there that'd be so cool yeah i'd be on that <clears throat> definitely we'll see that we, we gotta wait we, we should hear more about next gen systems probably before the end of this year with playstation experience for sony and then e3 for microsoft so um Starboy84 says, start screen for Butcher. The easiest mode is hard. Start screen for Butcher. Easiest uh, mode is hard. Maybe he's, he's talking about those games that are basically from brutally, impossibly difficult to only slightly rip your hair off. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that's how it was back then. It was, uh, I mean, we, we talked about Devil May Cry, right, OJ, where the easy mode was hard mode technically. Like they yeah, Devil May Cry three, the original release. Then they had to fix it in this special edition. People didn't, but back then the internet wasn't what it was, so people were just getting their ass kicked. Got assigned to AOL, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris says uh, thoughts on the Power Rangers fighting game. Uh, oh, Nate, did you get a chance to try that at all? Power Rangers. I know it came out no, where you were like, I yeah, you're right. It. It's good. It's actually a good twenty dollars fighting game. They've done some weird stuff with their season pass, but it's it's um it's Marvel's Capcom mixed with Power Rangers. Now, I, there's only like eight or nine characters though so yeah, that's limited weird. characters and some of the moves feel clunky at times but otherwise it's decent yeah uh david Valdez says just want to give my weekly support of the spawncast thank you david appreciate that uh uh false icon uh with two dollars no message thank you and then lycon says another reason a smaller sm switch might not dock is because it would directly compete with the regular switch 
even if Doc was sold separately. Oh, okay. Yes, you're saying so. They would take a feature away so that the other switch still has a reason to exist outside of just being more powerful. Which I actually think that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. They kind of. I think they just want something to replace their 3DS line, and then they just sell the same games essentially across all platforms. Then um, they did say the Switch is supposed to be a family of systems, not just one system. Well, and it sort of backs up. Remember the Nintendo Fusion rumors so many years ago <laughs> where people were talking about the fact that Nintendo was experimenting with the idea of trying to find a way to have handheld games that you played at home, but they were definitely pocket devices and simultaneously home devices. So I think it's sort of, it makes that rumor sort of come true five years later if it's a mini switch and a a maximum switch. Yeah. You know what's really interesting also is that mini could actually have a real D-pad as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah. They don't have to, they don't have to count for the Joy-Con or anything. They can just have a straight up Nintendo D-pad on there. I think it would. I think it would. I think it would because I mean, it's meant to be played just right, right there. You know? That's going to get some sales just because of that D pad. I mean, that's the only way to really have a Nintendo D pad. The new feature is you can sync it to the Pro, so you can use it like a controller with a mini screen in it. And we just got dude. That again. might that might happen because I remember the Vita. <laughs> the Vita could sync up to the PS4 and be used as a controller, if I remember right. Yep. That yeah, could happen. Controller. I mean, it's got a D pad though, man. <laughs> Uh, and there's uh okay. Uh, Michael says there's only a select few games I want to play on the Switch: Zelda, Smash Bros, Mario Kart. If I could play those on a mini, I get it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who would like the mini because I think there's a lot of people who like the Vita, but uh, just didn't have the first party support, and the Switch Mini would. The Switch Mini would be the ultimate PlayStation Vita, essentially. Yeah, be- because the parent company wouldn't forget about it. Um, Johnny R says when Dragon Ball Super reviews return. When's Dragon Ball Super even coming back? It's coming back soon, right? End of the year, I think. There you go. Maybe then. We'll see. Uh, Ricky says, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, question with VR slowly getting bigger. What features on a VR system that will convince you that it's a must buy? Uh, they got to get rid of the wires and they got to make it smaller. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying one, actually, because uh, they're just so cheap right now. And I mean, why not? The PlayStation VR is really cool if you don't have that yet. Uh, I was trying to convince Sean to buy it, but that dude still doesn't have a pro controller for his Switch, so I suppose to there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the PlayStation VR is pretty cool to get. It's just the setup, man. Oh, the setup is so frustrating. <laughs> I hate setting that thing up. So if they could make it so that it's like a visor and it's wireless, it'd be so much better. So much better. So that's that's the biggest feature VR needs right now is to be convenient. So, uh, and then Smith says, uh, I love shopping at Kmart. Cool. My Kmart got closed down. Yeah. So. My Kmart's gone too. I think they're all gone. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I, I, there's I, still, I, there's still one near me open, but half of it's empty. I don't know if that's a plug towards the digital conversation where we're talking about how you lose your digital stuff or something, but yeah, that Kmart's gone. So is Caldor. I remember going to Caldor back in the day. Um, but I guess that's gonna do it here, I guess for the, spawn cast episode 104 let me go around here because nate was kind enough to jump on after a long day and on the train and everything uh nate where can they find you they can find me on twitter at direct feed games from there there's a link to my youtube channel where i currently have pax east footage of shovel knight king of cards cyber shadow and a comparison video of final fantasy 12 ps4 versus switch Whoa, so, that cyber that cyber shadow footage is over there. Let me go check that yeah, out. Yeah, I got what 13 minutes or so of it. Let's I'm about to, go, about to go check that out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let me go see a boss battle and the first stage of the game. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna go check that out. Actually, right after that. minutes of Cyber Shadow gameplay. Nice. All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, OJ, where can they find you, man? Yeah, you can find me right here on YouTube at Player Essence on Twitter. Um, I cover Nintendo Switch news, RPGs, Japanese gaming news, and live streams daily. So if you want to come through, say hi. I would do a lot of Q and A's and stuff like that on the channel. Should be a lot of fun. Got a lot of cool videos coming up. This week, can be talking about some Joker stuff. Can be talking about some Smash Brothers stuff. Can talk about some more Xeno stuff. So yeah, come through. Cool. Spawn wave guys. Spawn wave ninja. Come through. Yeah. Come through and my then, village. And then uh, Max, thanks for joining us. Where can where can they find you, man? Uh, YouTube.com slash Dreamcast guy. Uh, this Monday, I actually am going to be doing a big giant piece on the uh, Sekiro difficulty debate, mostly because I'm somebody who has uniquely beaten every single Dark Souls, Demon Souls. I've actually beaten all the previous stuff. Uh, and I want to talk about this because I feel like it is a debate that is worth having. Sometimes there's those online things that are just petty squabbles, but I actually think it's it's an interesting conversation. So Monday, look out for that. Okay, very cool, very cool. And then Evan, just you, check, yeah, check me out on Twitter, Kimrix Project. Whenever I'm doing something, I usually post up there, streaming upcoming possible videos, conventions, going places, you know, random stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because you uh you'll post when you're on Twitch and stuff, work on artwork, yep. playing games and stuff. So any yeah. any of the new shirts for the channel, uh, Teespring actually reached out to us to try to make something custom for us. So I was talking to them. So we might have some custom merchandise soon. Ooh, custom merchandise. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, we'll take some of those shirts and stuff to Too Many Games as well. A uh, different one. Yes. It'll be Ooh. slightly. Ch it's the Too Many Games edition. Man. We're going to have a Too Many Games edition spawncaster. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Very Fancy. cool. That's, that's towards the end of June. Max, you trying to get out there for that? I'm not sure. I haven't talked to anybody or anything. Do it. You should get out there, man. We'll have a panel. It'll be fun. Tell Tell them, uh, tell the organizers to have me out. And it's, they... uh, dude, it's it's Screenwave. Well, but I mean, I'm, I guess I'll talk to what's his name. Just be Andy. like, yo, I want to go to, I want to go to too many games, and then they'll work it out with you. I guess. <laughs> as long as they, if they travel me up there, yeah, I'll think, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, go talk to them. Tell them you can be on the Spawncast uh, panel. I'm gonna have like 80 people on there. It's okay. ridiculous. We're gonna talk about nothing for like two hours. I day. told them that was my application. <laughs> let's, let's have it like be five hours long. It'll be a rolling cast, three guests. <laughs> It'll be fun. Nate have his face reveal there. No, nah, I'd wear the Kratos. Kratos mask. mask. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay that would be funny. That'd be and funny. then underneath the Kratos mask, another Kratos mask. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anybody in mind for a raid. Uh, I don't know if anyone has anyone in mind. Um, People were asking in the chat in the chat for uh, someone to raid. So, uh, kids move is playing second. Oh, there you go, guy. Oh man, <laughs> yes. Everyone go there and watch this. It has been my favorite thing this week. Oh yes. man, I feel kind of bad for him, but you know what? Let's uh, let's do that, Evan. If you have the link, you can drop it in chat. Oh, I gotta find it now. I got, I got it. I got it. Yeah, you do. Oh my god. He you, was, guys, uh, you guys are gonna love it. It's great. He was, he was doing shots of fireball the other night on stream, and he should not have been. Why is he drinking when playing Sekiro though? It was bad. It was bad. Hey, he can't get any worse. <laughs> I swear to God, he started crying in that compilation video. Like when he turned around, he came back, and he was just bawling. Uh, bawling. It was brilliant. There you go. Uh, go ahead and and raid Kit's move and say hi. Uh, he's trying to. It's 40, 40 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours. For I think, I think challenge. I, no, must be completed 40. by must be completed by May 1st. Oh, yeah, 40. It's this 40, 40 hour challenge, it's a 40 yeah. hour challenge. He has to get an ending and he can't get help. Is OK, like one of the right things. So. Well, he gets an ending every time he plays. He dies. Yeah. 
game over uh yeah so uh go go check them out say hi and everything and uh that's gonna do it here for uh spawncast episode 104 we'll be back next uh next saturday night we'll do it all over again hopefully we have some cool stuff that happens this week coming up maybe the joker reveal i don't know maybe we'll see cool all right uh, so we'll see you guys then